0: Anah. Uh, no.
1: Tishabov, here we are again. Another year has gone by. It seems like last time we were here, that would have been the last one, right? Every year, we get back together, and we're sure this is going to be the last time we speak on Daylight Today, being so hungry and so hopefully inspired and ready to take this year on to hopefully bring Gaula. Why do we have a show right now? So, you know, so many times in life, you have an opportunity to take control, to inspire, to make a difference, and we lose it. The only day even close to Tisha B'av is Yom Kippur. And what's amazing about Yom Kippur is that Yom Kippur is situated so that the spirituality builds. In the physical world, strength wanes. You end up being strong, and you scream, and then after a while, you get exhausted. You run quickly in the beginning, and then you just taper off. But spirituality is the opposite. It builds. It gets stronger. The strongest, most spiritual parts of days are the ends. Yom Kippur builds and builds and builds, and you get to the end of Yom Kippur. And you're at Ne'ilah. It's raivad, raivad. It's the moment where you're about to end Yom Kippur, and you take everything with you. That's the whole point. And then Tisha comes. And it starts off with a bang. And it's Kinos, and it's echa and it's programs. And you wake up in the morning, and there's, and there's Kinos, and there's more programs, and it's Chatzos, and you sit up. And you go from this to that, from class to class, from speech to speech, and you're moved, and you're inspired, and then over the day, your body gives up. And you get tired, and you get exhausted. And for most of us, we end up taking Tishabov and leaving in a whimper. And not in a, sense of, in, in a moment of strength. This is the end of arguably the most important period of our year. Every year, I read you the same. Nesiva Shalom. Nesiva Shalom says, "Be gimel hashavua shel bein These three weeks, yesh kudsha, yesh kedusha Yoser gavoa mi asher b'shalosh regalim. The Kedusha of these three weeks is holier than the three regalim. U'mi Zoha and whoever is Zocha, Shem Margish gimel hashavua sa elu to feel in these three weeks shall Mitchell shall you may be in a bitzar sora gadol hatum bimsocha hoshech whoever feels this incredible or this light that is stuck that is nestled in the hoshech bitishav right today and we're almost done we've got two hours left bitishav hu bchinat hakusta dechiyusa it is the the life force that is on the inside of the seed hamaviel tsmicha chadasha so the goal of this show really is to hold on to make something tangible, to not leave in a whimper, but to leave with strength, to look back at the day and find those moments of inspiration and then take it with us so that we can end this day strong. And speaking of strength, there's nobody greater than Project Inspire, an organization that was designed to inspire all types of Jews to be strong. And there's no one better than my co-host. Yussi Friedman, who's with me today, the managing director of Project Inspire, who's going to join me in this quest to get through the last two hours in a strong way. Yussi, thank you so much again for doing this, for producing this. I know there's a lot of thank yous because this didn't just happen with one person. And thanks so much for making this a reality.
2: Right, Charlie. There's not a show that we plan more than a few days in advance because we actually hope not to have this show. Right. Um, my other job across from the hotel is uh where I'd love to be right now with the new base HaMikdash But uh we're here again and we're in Gallos. And uh I think that um we you know, uh I spoke to Nachum Siegel this week about how we really spend our time as the message is supposed to come with us. We busy we're busy checking our watches, yeah. finding out when the earliest man is. <laughs> um and the truth is that um yesterday I was by I uh, was by my in law's house and we were sitting around before Shall I show this time? You know, there's that like 45 minutes or an hour where like you can't eat anymore, it's but you can't put your shoes time. on yet. It's the hardest time of year. Um, and we're in
1: that little zone. You want just to get started already, you know? Right. It's like, where are we exactly?
2: You know, my visit <laughs> went two hours, um, and we were just contemplating around the table. It was kind of quiet, and we were singing a little bit. And you, you, you figure like we don't mourn the base hamigdash because we don't really realize what life was like. When the base of English is yeah. around, yeah, and then I feel you know that's true, but we also don't realize how close we are and how much we are a part of bringing the Gula. So yeah. to me, that's like the first—that's the first part and the second part of the day. The first part is we just don't even realize what to mourn about, and the second part is you know we can really be a part of the Gula here. So I th- let 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 this be that part, yeah. and uh, where we where we end Tisha B'av like that. And yeah. uh,
1: I I think about that every once in a while, especially on Tisha B'av. I wonder like you know, you look back, and each of us feel so insignificant as individuals, and I was, say, I was saying this today, and, and I discussed to speak at Ornava, and I was as I was driving over there, it dawned on me that we get the opportunity to spend a day thinking about Gaula, like, who does that, like, who has the chance, like, everyone else is like, Get, you know making a living and this and that and this giant's going to win and whatever else is going on in people's lives. And it's all nice and wonderful and cute and it's amazing. and Everyone's wonderful and, and God bless everybody. But who can say that the creator of humanity demands them to focus all of their attention on something as incredible as Gaula. And just that alone it's, it's we're so fortunate that If he wants us to think about it, that must mean that we can somehow be a part of it. You know, you you don't plan to win a championship if you're not on the team. So just being on the team is a huge deal and a huge, um, it's a huge muscle lesson for each and every one of us.
2: Right. And with that, we you know we uh, embark on this on this show once again with uh, many amazing speakers coming. Yeah, yeah we've got and a great I, lineup. I, yeah, I just wanted to you know dedicate this uh, to uh, a little girl, a six year old girl who's in critical condition, a neighbor of mine in Yerushalayim, to Chaya Penina Bas for for Shalema. If any chizah uh, comes from this, it should be for her for for Shalema. Yeah. Additionally, we. It's nice that I got such an honorable mention, but uh, the show wouldn't be possible if not yeah. for Rabbi Yaakov Ginniger putting together the uh, back end of this. Yeah,
1: uh, and Nahum Siegel and all their team. I have the schust to be on that radio. Nachum Siegel, ZK, Miriam Wallach. That they have such an incredible group of people. They're so dedicated all year long to bring inspiration. Um, and well, we, I'm, we it, started really off. Great. We
2: started off in their studio. Right? Yeah. And yeah, Cramming into the little uh, lower east yeah. side. Uh, oh, it's it's it's.
1: I have I have the to be on one of their radio hosts, and it's it's an honor that I don't take lightly. And uh, I got. I want to give a special shout out to, you know, everyone's spouse who gave up their husbands today. I know my wife and your wife and, um, you know, you see a lot of programs out there today. But every time you see a program, understand that there's a spouse at home, not in front of people and getting any of that feedback and energy, sometimes taking care of little kindle and fasting. So a shout out to all the wives or husbands depending on you know who's at home uh, out there supporting their spouses who are out trying to make a difference on Tishbeav so a big shout out to them and and of course if you want to watch this um, this webcast is being shown live on the following websites you've got projectinspire.com com toward anytime Matzah, yeshiva world news if you didn't watch the film that project inspire did yet you still can go to projectinspire.com and see it and also we're taking in emails so if you're out there and you want to email us something something that 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 inspires you something you want us to talk about all you got to do is email um uh, radio at projectinspire.com radio at projectinspire.com and we have someone checking the, the emails the entire time and so if your email comes up we'd love to bring up you your thing and uh, and begin talking about it so talk to me a little bit about what inspired you this week um, or today especially things that you saw things that may have been that caught your eye that that really is something that we can start to begin the show and talk about
2: you know one of the things that uh, that I get to do on a uh, on Tisha is that once the Project Inspire program is behind me, so I get to watch everybody else's programs. Right, right. And um, I was truly inspired by Rabbi Fran today on the Chavetz Chaim film. I, I got to watch that.
1: And we're going to have a clip of that playing later on, so stick with we, us. We
2: will. And, um, you know, Rabbi Grossman, he, we were together with him at the Project Inspired convention. Oh, what Rabbi a what Grossman. A sliss- you know, Rabbi
1: Grossman. Also, we have a clip for him as well coming on. So stick with us, Rabbi Grossman. I mean, what? what oh, truthfully
2: right. speaking, if there's a day that we're going to mention Rabbi Grossman's name, it should be on Tisha Bell when obviously Sh'rail is the yeah, is, is the message. I mean, I remember sitting. Remember there. Remember
1: that Inspire, Rabbi Grossman. Robert Grossman spoke at Project Inspire, right? And he just told stories. He didn't. I don't. He just got up there and told story after story about going into the discotheques and going into the army bases, and he had a thousand people just like. Eating, right? We, he could have spoke for five hours. He is so unbelievable. Good.
2: And, and again, a lot of it was what I find. You know, we're speaking a lot about him because his, his clip today is really short. Even on the Chavitz Chaim film it was very right. short. Is that, um, is that the? His his stories were so simple. Even his clip on the the film today was so yeah. simple. It's like he always says at the end of the story, you know, what did I do? <laughs> like, what did yeah. I really do right. over here? And sometimes, and, and that was really the film that Project Inspired put out for this tissue above, which was, you never know what the result and the effect will be of, yeah. what, of what you do. Um, and when you speak to Ray Grossman, like, like that's it. it's, like, yeah. it's almost like, really? Like, I, I, I could do that. Yeah. You know, it's not like this, like, you know.
1: Yeah, and that, I, think that, I think sometimes when we look at life and we ask ourselves, especially out of a tissue, I think one of the challenges, and this is really what the show is all about. It's going to be about... This entire radio show is about trying to get down to the action steps, right? Because sometimes you come out of a Tish above, and it's so big, and it's so broad, and we look at it and go, All right, that that would be cool, that would be amazing, but, like, I'm not really going to make that difference. And one of the things that we're going to talk about on this show a lot is the idea of just doing, you know, the the concept that, what the effects of your actions are is less relevant. What's relevant is that whether or not you have the gumption, the guts, to to actually do something that's a drop out of your comfort zone. And the more you do it, the more it gets in your comfort zone. That's why Ray Grossman and others like him. Ray Fran, others, people that we look up to, the reason why they think that we're crazy when we say, what did you do? They're like, because this is what they've done. But they forget that when they first started doing it, they came out of that comfort zone. And then slowly that comfort zone just keeps on moving and moving and moving. And one of our challenges I know in life, and I know it, maybe even everyone listening right now to the show is that we're able to um, go through a tish above and and maybe run the risk of just getting back to normal? If if tonight is the bagel and and the orange juice, and then like tomorrow is like the regular Monday. It's so chaval to have fasted an entire day and suffered in the 200 degree weather. Us New Yorkers, for those that are listening in the Tri-State area, had to endure the hug of, of, of humidity that each and every one of us walked through in the minutes that we had today. Baruch Hashem for air conditioning. You know, I spoke to my girls. We walked home. I, took, I was walking with my girls on Shabbos. And I tried to explain to my girls that there was a time before air conditioning. They thought I was insane. Like, they're like, what does that mean? Like, where's their shoes? Like, they had no idea. I'm like, like, your grandparents or my grandparents. They lived, and they had Tisha above. Like, we, we take this stuff for granted. Like, we just forget that there was a time not, to, not so long ago where Tisha at at 100 degrees was Tisha at at 100 degrees. Like, it was just what it is. And if we go through this Tisha above and we walk out like the r- same person, we've, we've really lost it. And as we're talking today, I'd like everyone listening to really try to think about themselves. I know I'm going to be thinking about myself. And asking ourselves, like, what's the thing that I can do that when I walk out of this Tishabov, I will now know that I've done it on Tishabov and I'm it's gonna I'm gonna hold on to it at least until Rosh Hashanah. Forget the world. The life is too long to think this way. From now to Rosh Hashanah, it's just a couple of weeks between now and Rosh Hashanah. And if we can just say in our heads, I was inspired, I heard this, I heard that, I'm gonna hear something on the show. I'm gonna have. We're gonna have a credible, We have great guests coming on. We've got. We're gonna talk about the Project Inspire film. We've got clips from the Chafetz Chaim videos. We've got a special guest at the end. We've got an incredible show. Hopefully, Hashem will make it work. Coming your way. But don't just take the show. Be inspired. Hopefully, use it as a way to get through the next two hours and then eat. Think along the way what you can do to add one thing. So this way, next year, if we don't have a shia, hopefully we'll you'll email us and say, "Hey, I did this on Tishabov and I'm a different person from it." All
2: right. I mean, and before we go to our first uh, caller, just wanted to thank Rabbi Tursky from yes. Atarishlima yes. who, who hosted us for our second yes. straight year over here, and his whole Kehillah, yes. who made all the arrangements over here yeah. to make it possible. It was
1: incredible last year, I and mean, when he came on, I was—I'm still thinking about what he said last year. Really, it's—it's a, it's a tremendous chutz that we're in his shul, and we thank him so much. We're
2: lucky enough name. to have uh, Rabbi Yoni Zagatinsky, who was able to oh, coordinate everything yes. on our behalf. that's incredible. It's I good, love him. Good to be back here.
1: Did you see? Rabbi you see Rabbi Zagatinsky in Israel. They seen with the guys in Israel. That that's a real man. All right, let's let's go to our first caller, right? We've got our first caller here. We'd like to welcome to the show the founder and director of Project Inspire. I remember speaking to this individual when he was sitting in a desk and this was just a dream. I don't know if he remembers that day. Um, and look at what he has look at what this has turned into. Just what this just goes to the show the show you what it means to just do do do. Um, I'd like to welcome Rabbi Chaim Samson to the show.
3: Thank you
4: very much, Charlie. I really appreciate you uh had me on the
1: show, Rabbi. Do you remember when you were in that desk downstairs in that place up in the Upper West Side, and this was a dream, and we met with you and Rabbi 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 Trop. Do you remember that? And we I were. I And you were like, "Listen, there's a dream that we have, Inspire." And I'm like, "Go, go, go!" And you guys just, you, and look at. Do, do you sit back sometimes on Tishabov and and just take this all in? And I know it's all Hashem and He gives what He gives. But did you ever like take a minute, step back, and say, "Wow, look at what a little bit of action can do for Klal Yisrael."
4: I definitely do. I, I do it on Tisha and, and to tell you the truth, I pretty much do it throughout the year. And it's really, uh, I, I would call it a little bit of a nace to, to see what has happened. But really, I think the lesson is a very deep one for me and perhaps for, for everybody is that, you know, when you do, what I think, what our Tisha B'av film tried to, to share with, with everybody today, which was that really the real success is, is really doing, as you've just pointed out, and caring and when you do that it's it's not just a success for you, but there's a corresponding response from the cottage Boroku and our focus of the film was that if you do that, you are a success. But I think the additional point is that when you do do that, you will see Nisssen. you will see Kurta boroku respond to that in miraculous ways. And I think that what you're pointing out is really that for me on a personal level, it's really been you know a little bit of a hytarmus and the cottage boroku reacting with with just Nissen to the. The 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 doing and the caring that that, that I and, and and the team have sort
1: of put in. Yeah, you know, talk to us a little bit about that because I, this is a message that I think people need to really hear, myself included. You mentioned it tangentially, but I, I want you to delve in if you can just for just a few minutes. Um, this is something that I know of Noah would speak about a lot. I know this is really in the Masora of of Aish, of you, of Project Inspire. Um, the idea that. You know, if you just put a little bit in, you let Akkadosh Baruch Hu run the world, right? Let him do his Nisim flows. but he, what he needs is like a partner, right? He needs somebody to just try to go past themselves. Have you seen Absolutely. this in, around, and in, in, isn't this the, sort of like a message that you've seen a lot, that he just needs somebody to step up when times are tough Absolutely. and he'll handle the rest? I mean, look,
4: you know, one of the things that we know is that Akkadosh Baruch Hu can bring back all of Amishra right now. There's no question. I mean, you know, we've got is infinite, There's nothing that he can't do. So you, it begs the question, so how come he's not bringing back his children? Doesn't he love his children? So I, I think that we actually it's a deep question, but I think for us, we have to understand that a Kodesh Kodosh is, is waiting for our Hishdadlis, and that's what all of the, Olam Hazar is about. Kodesh Baruch could have made us perfect, but he's waiting for us to be the, the world. And that's when, and, and, and through our doing that, when we put in the effort, well, when we put in the Heshadlist, so then Kodesh Borah will react with tremendous hasard. And that's what we have to do. And, it, and it's really, the, we always say that Rafur comes before the Makkah. And we know that we're living in difficult times, where there's tremendous stories, whether it's in Kali whether it's our own community, and the austerity the and assimilation rate. Right? It, 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 you know, it can be a little bit overwhelming to think, well, how can you ever deal with all these, these issues? The reality is that in a second, if we put in the effort, we really together but artists would care. Hashem would just react on the spot and bring all of our all of his children back. And yeah. he's just waiting for that, that little bit of as he said in the film, that little bit of care from all of us will change worlds. Miracles yeah. can happen. It just it just needs takes us to reach out a little bit, to care a little bit. If we do it together, then that's the message that Noach taught us and I think as you said it's you know, and you pointed out, I've definitely seen it in my life, and we know it can happen, and better it will happen. We just have to care that little bit. To reach that little bit, I just share with you, when I, we showed the film in Prosaic today, and at the end of the film, I, you know, took a couple of minutes to speak to a couple of people. By the time I got out, one lady came over to me she said, She said to me, I just called five cousins to invite them to Shabbat. Wow, I love and that. It's, you, know, <laughs> you know, to me, it was, it's, it's worth everything that. that we do to see yeah. hear a response it's from Lucy Wexberg that she's. You know, she yeah. acted immediately. If we would all just and it's see in simple ways, when we act immediately with a with a feeling of care in simple way, ways, we will see nissim in the flowers, the and we see the Mashiach. The color of It's going to happen. It's hard to see. If we just act. If we just do, if we just care, we will see nissim in the flowers so soon, you you know, you won't be able to believe it. It would be
1: be amazing. Rabbi Samson, thank you as always for being part of the show for what you do for Klai Yisrael. It's an honor to have you here today, and we should be so to continue to follow in your footsteps, all of us, and to act and to do and to hopefully have a radio show this next time this year to the rest of the world as we continue talking about Hashem to the world because it will be Geula time and everyone will want to know more. Thanks so much, Rabbi, for joining us.
4: Thank you so much.
1: And that was Rabbi Chaim Samson, the and director of Project Inspire. Um, you know, I got to tell you, yes, he 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 mentioned something that it reminded me of Rav Noach. Remember ever other Noach story with the with the sand? You know what I'm talking about? I love that story with the the guy who has to has to take all the sand into the uh, into the ocean. This is, Rav Noach tells this story. Where a guy has to take all this, he has to dump all the sand to the ocean, right? So they go, okay, and all these guys, like the king basically tells all these guys to do it, and everyone's like, okay. So they go, and there's this huge mountain, and they're looking back, going, all right, we're not doing that. So the guys come back and they go, king, we're not doing this, one after the other. And one guy's like, listen, the king says, you know, dump the sand, how am I gonna take all the sand from one mountain and put it into the ocean? So the guy comes in and he's hitting it, he's hitting it, and he's trying to bring it out, nothing's happening. So he puts one shovel, another shovel, he's like, this is like a waste of time, but like, the king tells me to do it, what am I gonna do? I'm better than the king? So Noah tells a story and he's going through it and three shovels, four shovels, he's about to give up, he goes, you know, one more shovel. And he's going in and he can't get a shovel in. And he's going, he can't get a shovel in. And there's this rock in the way. So he's like moving the rock, moving. And finally he just nudges the rock out of the way. And the entire mountain. Like this rock and mountain sort of like this slides right in. And I think about that a lot. And I think about like you know, we, you know, everyone wants to be the guy that hits the rock, right? No one wants to be the guy that puts the... No one wants to be going to the, to, to the beach, you know, putting the thing down, right? Everyone wants to be the guy that hits the rock so you get to be on the Project Inspire video next year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone wants to be in the Rabbi fan story. Front like, like <laughs> chi- no one wants, everyone wants to make the Rabbi Crone story. Nobody actually wants to be the guy carrying the bucket. But I wonder if we can start to enjoy being the guy or woman that carries the bucket with no one else known. Like, I wonder if we can start to say, you know what, Let, hopefully, but if not, not. Like, I don't got to be the guy that hits the mountain and then, like, you know, this, the guy who I said hello to becomes, you know, the, you know, the next Godel Hador. If I'm just the guy that's schlepping and trying and all that I get out of it is that me and the king knows, that's, I think, what it's all about. I think what really makes great people are those years of moving that bucket, moving it across and saying, I'm just going to do. I'm going to do because God says I'm going to do. I'm going to do because, and no one's going to know about it. And no one's going to have to, I don't got to tell anybody. And I got to tell you, the people that I meet in life that I respect, and people may, sometimes people know them and heard of them, I find almost bar none, if they're great people, that people know only 10% of who they are. Like, the 10% is incredible, right? But what they really know of them isn't even like a fraction of who they are. Do you find that?
2: I do, and and it's interesting you mentioned, of course, people are going to do the lights and sirens because they want to end up on the Project Inspire film. But, you know, one of the things that I find when trying to get, you know, compile a film is that you come across these people who had no idea that there would ever be a Project Inspire film. And, like, they right, were right, those people with right, the first shovels, you right, know. Right, right, and, and all of a sudden, it, they look at you in the face and say, like, What's what's the big deal, you know? <laughs> hey, hey. And so, of course, at the end, the end game is that they do—they are brought out, you know, a little to the public. But we only know a fraction, and uh, we're going to show a little bit, a little bit about, a little bit more about that, you know, as we go along today. But uh, yeah, that, that's what I find, out. and and that to me, it's a real source that people say to me, oh, I put so much work to put it together. It's work, yeah. But But the people you come across in in speaking to. We've it's really, it's really an amazing thing. We're,
1: we're we're blessed. We've got great people. Everyone listening. Everyone, uh, everyone who's out there that's doing great things, from the smallest thing to calling your mom, to the biggest thing of making somebody from. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. It's all. It's doing. It's doing. And the more we're doing, the better we are. And the more our minds focused. It's, by the way, psychologists talk about this all the time. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling sad, if you're having a, just do. Just go out there. Do something. Take a walk. The more you're doing, the more your mind is focused on what's in front of you, the better you become, and the more you become the person you're meant to be. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about um, this Project Inspire film, right? We've got a, a whole film coming up here. For those who haven't seen Project Inspire's film this year called The Formula, you can check it out on their website, projectinspire.com. Don't check it out now because we got the radio show, but you've, you're not taking it down at Tisha right? No, no, no. We're not, no. And we actually it's have
2: on. highlights here, behind-the-scene highlights, yeah. actually, that, that that was not on the film yeah. that we'd like to show the people yeah. there. We're, we're streaming live at projectinspire.com, at tor toranytime Anytime, Matzav, and Yeshiva World. Uh, for those who still still did not see the uh, Project Inspire film entitled "The Formula," it's still available at ProjectInspire.com. and we'd love to hear your feedback as well as your comments on the show, as well as if somebody would like to come on the show. Yes, um, please uh, email radio at projectinspired.com. People are standing by to take your emails as we speak, and we're going to go to a uh, sponsorship break, and we'll be back and speak about the films and different programs that took place today.
1: Don't go anywhere; we'll be right back. <laughs>
5: saachen benehalt the he מי sind das Herz von ihr, Timon, wir atmen heut bis euch ach tot. Ei, ei, beniben mich, du ihr seid auf Welcome back. welcome back
1: to the show. Sitting here today with uh, Yossi Friedman here. We've got the Project Inspire show on today. For those that are joining us right now, welcome to the show. It's about 6.55, uh, an hour and 40 minutes left. Uh, this is the moment that we're not supposed to be getting weaker. This is the moment where we're getting stronger. So if you're out there, this is it, the time to stand up and to take everything that you got, all yuntif. Three weeks, nine days, Shiva Sabatama's the keynote's just put it all together. <laughs> and and it's <laughs> and yesterday, make it all happen, hold on to it and figure out what you're gonna do because if you do something, you're gonna look back and go, Wow, Tishabov actually meant something. Don't let the fast go to waste so that we become the same person on Monday that we were on Friday. And we're gonna talk a little bit right now about the film. So those of you who have not seen the film, you can go on ProjectInspire.com, and check it out there. But basically the film today, uh, this today's Project Inspire film, tell me if I'm getting this correct, was a film speaking about the formula. And the secret, if I can get to the end, is that there is no formula, right? The formulas do something, right? And the chesbainus that we all have, and all of us have this, by the way. The chesbainus, if I do this, what's going to happen? And I'm not going to do this, and I can't do it on this day. All of the like this stuff, the mashing our heads, is just the Eitz being like, hey, listen, don't do anything. Just think it through. You're exhausted now. Better, you,
2: better not to do. Better
1: not to do. Right? It's smarter not to do. Right. So, and and there was one piece. There was one piece that really got me, and it was that first piece that, that blew me away. And I want to sort of share with you, for those who haven't seen the film, let me just take a minute to tell you what this is about, so this, what Yossi's going to speak about actually makes sense. The first story of the film was the story of a guy who, his name was Shmuel Weasel, right? He's from Lakewood, New Jersey, and he was sitting at a Sheva brachas with another individual, and that other individual wasn't a from guy. He was from California, he's a Jewish guy, his father is Christian, his mother is Jewish. And they're sitting at the Sheva and he wants to do something. So he offers him to go with him to base major gavoa, right, BMJ. Which, in the, in the context of, like, a kier professional strategy, that wouldn't be in the number, you know, 100 of what you would do for a guy that you meet on the first time that isn't from and Sheva to take them to BMJ. But he does. And he takes them there, and he, the guy just sees it, And then over the course of the next few weeks, months, they stay in touch. He gets his number. And over the course of time, he creates a relationship. And this individual, whose name is...
2: Um, David Welch. David Welch. Welch.
1: Welch is a from guy, family, lives in Passaic, New Jersey. And the idea of this story, which is incredible, is if he would have sat around and been like, well, I should have, nothing would have happened. And here he was. He did what he thought was correct to take him to where he was inspired. And that move... Made a huge difference in his life to the point in which he was able to make carve somebody. And right. uh, to me, i, I got to tell you, as the. you was going on in my head, when he said, I'm taking him to BMG, I'm screaming at the screen. No, <angular maj Vatican Valley> no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Don't, no. no, you can get to BMG. Work your way to BMG. Like, don't just. And he did it, and I'm like, this is not going to end well. And it does. It ends great. Like, it, it just shows to show you. It's...
2: Yeah, it's it's more than that. You know, you're sitting with a guy, Schmuel Weasel. He says on camera, on the film, he's never reached out to anyone before right he's never it's not like this you know he decided this was the technique that he was going to use This time he's never done it before he's sitting at a his but one thing he does know is that this is his shot this is his shot the guy's going to go home back to wherever eureka california he's never going to see him again right and he knows he has to do something it wasn't even a question like you know you speak to shmuel you see in the film you speak to him it's it didn't have a plan he didn't have a plan. He did what he felt was was right, and of course, it was you know he kept up with him afterwards in the family, and he got close to people in the community and stuff. But the truth of the matter is, it's it, his is not a formula. His right. is just the fact that he actually did. Um, but was I just want to you know bring you into a part over here is that I'm sitting you know we we um, we had Rafil David speak on the film, and mm-hmm. we went to his shul. Phil David is a Incredible. tremendous person who. He knows life, yeah, you know. It's yeah. it's not like you're He knows people. He knows life, and he um, he's speaking. He tell tells a story on the film, and I'm sitting there. And I'm going to play this clip for you, okay. but but I'm sitting there while he's saying this story, and I said he doesn't even know what the real meaning behind this story is because he hadn't seen the stories that we'd filmed. We just told him about it. This
1: just inspired him to say the story out of
2: totally. He said the story out of the blue, and what hit me then is that I had to put something together for this. Um, for this show okay. based, on I'm excited. I, based on what I based am excited so I'm going to take you to the Phil r- right,
1: David clip of uh, where he tells us story getting the behind the scenes for those that are listening right now welcome to the show this is great let's play the clip
3: somebody was being Makara of a year, a year from Russia and in conversation after a while it came out that his great grandfather was the Vilna Goyen the leader of Lithuanian Jewry the Vilna Goyen who was mamish like a Risha in the Vilna Gaon? He, he was the greatest of the great. And his great-grandson was irreligious. And he said, imagine a person is learning his whole life. He learns Gemaras, he learns whatever he's learning. And he learns together with the Vilna be Be'urim and Perushim, if it's on Shas, if it's on Aruch." If it's under Zohar HaKadosh, and he has a difficulty, and he's gonna come up, I can't wait until after 120, I'll come up in heaven, and I'm gonna meet the villain again, and I'm gonna to say to him, what do you mean when you wrote this and this? And he'll say, oh, before we talk at night, let me ask you a question. You know, my great-grandson lived next door to you. What'd you do for him to bring him closer to, to, bring him closer to Hashem? What will you answer? Ugh, oh, and they, you want to talk and with the world again. You didn't do anything for his grandson who lived next door to you. A very sobering thought. That's amazing.
2: Now, the reason, the reason I mean, it's a very powerful story, and it's a powerful thought, but I'm sitting there saying that Rav Hill David does not know that David Welch, who this fellow, Shmuel Weasel from Lakewood, was Makar, through taking him to BMG and then learning with him, etc., is a grandson of the Vilna Gaon. Oh, my gosh. And this came up in the story, oh in, the story in our interview, and he doesn't even know that this is, is not the same so story he's, saying he's talking the story Stam, Shimon,
1: And he's saying the story Stom, and mean, meanwhile, this individual is actually the great-grandson. That's right. That's right. Great, and he doesn't great, even great know.
2: Grandson. I'm going to show you this
1: clip, Charlie. Okay. Let Let, let's, let's see it.
6: When Shmuel Russell mentioned that his great-grandfather is the Vilna Gaon, So everybody around were very amazed, like, wow. So David saw that, and I think that, that was the effect that he had from it was, here we have these great rabbis sitting there, and they're all amazed by the Vilna Gaon being a grandfather.
7: I was at the Sheva Bruchos, and they told me that I descended from the Vilna Gaon. They used to say, I didn't even know for quite a while, they used to say, you're the ancle of the Grah. It's like, and everyone, People would introduce me as that, and people would sort of have this uh, look of being very impressed. Hinnacle of the Grod. We already had had this family tree that just came straight down from the Vilna Gone. and it wasn't the whole tree; it was just the direct line. And my my mother had told me this, and I'd sort of have a vague idea that there was this great rabbi, but I didn't have a idea of who he was like I do now.
0: Right. Does that mean something to you?
7: Um, I do like to think that I'm doing the right thing and I have a hush of ancestor that maybe his influence has helped me. Mm-hmm.
8: You realize that
0: but according to some he is considered to be the, the greatest rabbi in the last uh, 800
7: years. I do realize that. So yes, many people have told me I'm descended from the Grah, it's impressive, and it's a very big thing in Lakewood, and um, I mean, in all over the world.
6: we Will come a day, we'll come up to Shemayim, and I'll have the Vilna Gaon telling me, "Thank you for bringing my grandchild home." I like that's. But then I told him, you know something? Hashem is going to tell me, thank you for bringing my children
1: home. Oh my gosh, that is incredible.
2: So here he is, like out of the blue, he tells the story, oh, and here this fellow this. was never Makar of this. anyone else, anyone before. Makar of
1: the he reaches for the, I mean, listen, and I think the point at the end was so powerful, which is, it is so impressive that the person that he was Makariv was the ancestor was the was the descendant of the Vilnagon, And I love the way he said it. it's like people are very impressed by that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Lakewood and other places. It's cool. It's cool. I mean like that my grandfather is the Vilna But I, I think that what what he said afterwards, what Schmuh said afterwards is really the point, which is like the Villagon's incredible, but Hashem's even more incredible. Right? Like Hashem is a little bit more I mean the Vil-Nagon's incredible. But the Rabonushlom is is up there as well as being uh you know the most incredible, and these are his kids. I think that that really sends a message home, um, in terms of what, who who we're dealing with. Right. Every yeah. Jew. Right. Every Jew that we're talking to is like you know, it's very powerful. The way he said that before, um, I'm going to get up to Shemayim. As he's saying it, I'm picturing him getting up to Shemayim, and the gra like coming out of probably the Ohel that he's learning in, and like welcoming him and saying, "Thanks, like I appreciate it." That's incredible what Kiruv does and what Kiruv can do for, for 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 the world.
2: Yeah, and and I hope to get uh, Shmuel on here in a moment. But yeah, people ask me right away, like you know, when I told them I have this clip, that why wasn't this in the film? In a way, it's I feel like. Then people are going to go looking for the trees, <laughs> you know, and finding the you know the descendants of the big ones in yeah. order to make film. But here, this was like you know a pure like a move that he made because he felt it was the right thing to do with no experience before. But yeah. but I think that his message was well taken. There is a point, and with this, I, I'd like to to welcome Shmuel onto mm. the onto the show. Oh, wow! Shmuel mentions in the film for those who have already seen it um, that he's holding um, that he's holding David's son, at a, he's a son. Yeah, prayers, I and saw he's, that. And he, and he's saying to himself like, wow. Wow. Like, look how it passes on, you know, generation to generation. We have on the phone with us um, Shmuel Weasel, who's, uh I believe is in the car. But uh, Shmuel, um, thank you for joining us today on Tisha B'Av.
6: Okay, I'm here. I'm actually, I made it back to Lakewood. Baruch Hashem. Safe.
1: Welcome to the show, Shmuel. It's great to have you yes. on. Thank you. So how did it feel that uh, your story was uh, everyone's inspiration, this, this Tisha B'Av?
6: Well... Um, it is amazing I've already gotten some phone calls and messages of people have been blown away by the story um to me it's uh it's already um so to say an old story but uh, nevertheless, as I'm hearing all these things and uh, what you what you're talking about it's reliving the excitement and uh it's it's amazing
1: so what was it like you know Lots of people are involved in Kirov, and lots of people are, like I was saying earlier, are schlepping the, the, the buckets, right? They're trying, they're trying, and sometimes you see payers, sometimes you don't. And then every once in a while, the basically gives you this gift that he's giving you, which is the payers. So right? you really, you worked hard, and you did something that was incredible. And I was telling to Yossi earlier, I don't know if you had a chance to hear this, the idea of bringing him to BMG first is just like you just blew up every cure of strategy playbook so just letting you know that the game has changed now because of you and whatever everyone thinks is the way to go is not the way to go so you just changed the game and you brought him to bmG and and I know how hard it must have been you know when you when you do a video you sort of probably cut through a lot of the time and attention that you put into him and and the times you made phone calls and I'm sure you stood by that phone at the beginning and you were like should I call should I not call should I call should I not call and you called anyways um what does it feel like now that you know you're able to look at somebody who's from and who's got from kids and what does that what does that feel like what's that what is that feeling can you describe it for us um, for, for what you're the Paris that you're enjoying right now
6: uh, it's very hard to describe feelings but uh, it's 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 amazing like I said I have said it on the video so it's it's more than money in the bank you you, you just it's just Continuous, uh, you know, he
2: Div- dividends. Yeah,
6: who who are, who are from Meir Hashem? He has two beautiful children, and he's living in a in a Yiddish community. And I was Mitzis I think he made a CM on the sechtes I believe. Um, you know, it's just it's just unbelievable. Yeah,
1: yeah. And when you were holding, if you can share us that moment, there's there's a picture that I saw on the film today, of you holding the baby, you were the sandic of his son's bris. So, I mean, if you can share, I know the feelings are hard, but it, it, it inspires us to hear this, at least inspires me. When you were holding that that baby boy as a sandic, knowing that you're holding the anicle of the Vilna you're literally holding the great-great-grandson of the Vilna um, what was that like? It, what was that bris like for you?
6: Well, it was it was a overwhelming experience. It was a, a mix of a lot of emotions, A- it's it's my we became very close he became he's like part of the family it's not somebody who i speak to once every few weeks it's literally he, he's like an uncle to my children they, they don't know especially the young ones they don't know of of our family without david
1: wow so that's it's, special it's, you see it's
6: that? a family simcha. A, B. I was right giving on. it some decoys which is a big kibbutz. See, he named the baby Gabriel Shmuel. My name is Shmuel, and that was part of the part of the religious identity. So everything together was very was very uh, very emotional.
1: Wow, you're saying that one of the names was was in honor of you.
6: Was part of the That's
1: great. Are you Swardy? Because that's usually a big, <laughs> big Svardi move. No, no, because because you could be. You could be a little life. bit.
6: There's
1: no sweaty blood Oh, okay Well, it's okay If, if, if you need it we, we can give you a little bit for the Yeah, yeah stuff. It's not that we have
6: A problem with this but, <laughs> uh,
1: you know. but really It's something special And what you mentioned there And I'm going to turn to Jesse But what I really want to bring out To the crowd here And anyone's listening To the story Is the, the nuance you just mentioned You said it almost tangentially But people don't appreciate this Is he's part of the family Right? It wasn't that you just Said hello to him Took him to BMG And said, you know Good luck I hope that you become You know Close to HaKadosh Baruch You spent hours Hours that we can't even count here of time investing into another human being. And I think, and he said this on the film too, if I believe. People, I th- and I'm getting some of these great emails here as to what do we do and how do we do it, and that's the right emails to be getting, so please send them in. And I think what he, what, what he said about you on the film, and I think there's something important that maybe you can talk to for a minute, is the idea that there is no right or wrong, It's the it's being real, right? You just be real, have a relationship, be a human being. And when you're real with another human being... That sort of realness comes across, and you were real when you said, I want to take you to BMG, and you were real by bringing him into your family, and you were real by calling him when you didn't need to. How important is, is it for a hum- for anybody that's listening to the show today that's saying, listen, I'm not good at this, I can't, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a regular person, and I can be real with people around me. How important is it for them to realize that just themselves is the greatest cure of tool around? Well, that's
6: exactly who, who I was in this whole story. I still am. I have no experience at all. As I said in the film, I I grew up in Borough Park around Hasidisha families, Hasidisha people, and then, you know, in Yeshiva, in Yeshiva's background, I uh, I teach in Yeshiva. So I have no... I, I don't associate at all with, with unaffiliated Yudin. That's not my... Uh, I, I'm not exposed at all. And this just was... In my face, Hashem sent it right to me, and I, yeah. I did what I felt at the time was the right thing to do. And Baruch Hashem, as we see it, uh, it just worked amazing with amazing. the after the Shemaiah.
1: That's right,
2: you know. Uh, uh Shmuel, the, the uh, obviously the point of the film and, and was brought out so strongly in, in our interview together in Lakewood is that, um, you, you said that you didn't have a plan, but you knew this was your window of opportunity. You had an interested fellow sitting there with you at a shabbos Brachas, and you knew this was your time, and you had that window, and you did something about. it. And I think that, while like I mentioned before, like viewers might be looking at this and saying, "Wow, look at this guy! He was, you know, he spent all this time, and he brought the guy into his family, and it was the Vilna guys grandson." It's like, "Wow, when am I going to find a lottery pick like this?" <laughs> but I think the point is that he had this opportunity, and he acted on it. This goes back to your shmuel weasel in my mind took the first shovel of sand right he didn't wait for the rock to slide into he took the first shovel and he let he let the rest play out and i think that uh shmuel so firstly i want to thank you and your wife for hospitality and hosting us in uh in filming and your family and and the entire community uh mixing up their swimming schedule in order to accommodate us but uh thank you and thank you for being part of this
6: thank you a tremendous and i hope it has an effect and people can Become inspired and also take steps in bringing other yidden back to Hashem.
1: Amen. Okay, uh, thank you so much, uh, Shmuel, for, for for joining us. And I, I got to tell you that that's it's an inspiring concept. You hear this from other people, and for those that are out there that are listening, I know that we've got people that are emailing in and asking. So, what can I do? What kind of? Um, I'm just looking right now. If you're emailing us, we're seeing it. I'm seeing it on the screen right now. If you're looking, if you see me look at a screen, it's your emails that we're getting. Um, you can continue emailing us at radio at projectinspired.com. And uh, thank the people that have been emailing us. We got a great quote from Leora from Passaic. Um, small people listen to this small people do big things once in a while. Big people do small things all the time. That's really the that's really the VART. Thank you, Leora from Passaic, and we're getting some other great ones that I'm gonna we're gonna address throughout the show about some of the tools that people need to get more active and more involved in Kirov if you want that If that's what you're Looking for And everybody really should And I think what Shmuel has shown us Is that The tool is really Yourself right. And what you love And what you Are connected to I think that's really The point That every one of us Has things that we like And that we're Connected to Some people love Their Shabbos tables right. Some people love Thinking and learning Some people love You know Their yeshiva Some people love You know Every Part of who they are Find the thing That you love About your own Yiddishkeit and share it. and share it yeah you know and i think i would say first bring it out that's what you know tisha was all about We probably need more of it if you love it and exactly share it and you'll find the people that need it i mean there is i mean we, yeah, there's so many stories i mean there's so many stories of people that are learning in with other people in in, in intellectual torah and then there's more chasidish torah everyone has their thing that moves them and it's so incredible that khali has this ability and and to share that—that's the most important thing,
2: right? And I think the line that you were looking for, you know, in their conversation was, Yaakov Salomon, who we'll have on here momentarily. He asks um, David that some people want want to know, like, what is that technique? What is that formula? And he shoots back at him and he says people don't want techniques done on them they want right, to have a relationship right, with them right, with them I remember with them. that right, right, right. and I think that that's uh, and, yeah. and it's my pleasure to, to introduce uh, Rabbi Yaakov. Salman oh great like Rabbi Salman's really, on he, he was at the forefront of, uh, of everything that took place with regard to uh, this production
1: Rabbi Solomon, oh, welcome good, to the right. show
0: I did nothing, you know that. <laughs> I sat there and uh, and and read the script pretty much.
1: They probably had the teleprompter right in front for you, but that's all good. Yeah, it looked yeah, incredibly I'm, natural. I the candidate. <laughs> Rabbi, I got to tell you, another Tisha above, another home run. You must be getting you sore from all the shots you're hitting over the fence, but you you're continuously hitting them and we're and one after the other. Thank you for inspiring oh, us.
0: You're very welcome. I'll tell you how I know that we uh, that I. We hit a home run this this year, and that is that my family likes it.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay,
0: that's it. If my family likes it, then, then it's really good.
1: So every year you come on, you give us a little bit of an insight as to some of what went on behind the scenes. We're seeing you up there. You're clearly articulate you're setting the points well and we're getting it and then there's something I'm sure that when the cameras are off and when the lights are out and you get to really schmooze with the people there's usually a the little bit of an insight a little bit of things that you took in that maybe you didn't say on the camera but that you felt going through what you went through um, through this entire process of making this video so are there moments that you felt this time that were different about this year that you said you know what I may not, I may not say it on the camera but I'm feeling it and that you can sort of share with us
0: yeah, I'm, it's, it's nice that you asked the question, because uh, I hadn't thought about that before, but a few minutes ago I was talking to my wife, and I was telling her about the incredible experience I had meeting this man, Alex Schusterman, this Russian guy who lives in uh, Frisco, Texas, and he's a tour guide in Dallas. I don't know what he just shows, the grass knoll, I guess, whatever he does over there. He is the warmest. Yid you've ever met in your life. I felt after sitting with him for for three minutes, I felt like I was his best friend. He is totally, as those of you who have seen the film, he's totally charming and charismatic, and completely non-defensive, open to to Yiddishkeit in the in the most powerful way. And I just, it's it, it's an automatic, you know, you become you become best friends with him within a minute. And I'm not surprised, even though the story, just to shift to the second story, the story is so amazing about how guys, this guy is sitting in King's Highway in a Russian restaurant, right. and then he walks outside and the next 10 minutes later he's in he's in the
2: Bar Park. Uh,
0: Jakob Weinfeld Barbach home putting on filling. I mean, it's, it's beyond belief. It's beyond belief. But when I met him, I heard the story. I was astounded. The truth is when I met him, I wasn't astounded anymore.
4: Right. It
0: really wasn't wasn't unusual. I could just see it happening. He's so open and so friendly and so charming that you know. He said, "Sure, I've been waiting all my life to put on on. Let's go. Amazing. He goes into a car of a stranger, and ten minutes later, he's in Bar Park putting on silen. And ten minutes after that, he's at the Minchamara factory on Eighteenth Avenue.
1: Oh my gosh. yeah. Some people just need a little bit to get turned on. The
0: fascinating thing for me was that I was no longer. Jesse, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I even shared that with you. I, I wasn't even surprised after that. It's, a, it's, a, it's only a surprising story until you get to meet him. Once right. you get to meet him, you say, "Of course."
2: You know the the, the thing that is that w- that is surprising though is that w- once you're not surprised because you meet him, you you're still amazed that through everything that went on. He's still climbing. He's still climbing. Here's a guy who wants to be connected to Hashem and his mitzvahs more than any other non shomer shabbos person that you've met. I mean, right. it's just amazing. The right. guy is just like thirsty beyond belief. And yet, people who get discouraged because people didn't climb to wherever they think they're supposed to be can get really discouraged. And yet, here's a guy so excited, and he's climbing. And yet, it's yeah. taken all this time.
1: You know, Rabbi, yeah. when this this film, I got to tell you, when we opened up this film, just to tell you just how much our family are, are your fans, is that as soon as the film opened up and you had that 10 years ago, I started, mm-hmm. and, and nobody saw the 10 years ago, so I started the film and then everyone sort of got around me. And everyone's like, hey, we've yeah. seen this one already. Meaning everyone in the family remembers mm-hmm. your film 10 years ago. So just so you understand yeah. that on our side... It's always a home run. So I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at the film ten years ago, and I remember it and it, like because I've seen it so many times. And there's a couple of great lines that you had on there. People saying that I do cure, kir- I don't do Kirov but it's important. Right, right, right. So all of us, myself included, can honestly say, you know, I don't do enough Kirov. I don't. I really, sh- I, 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 I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking about it all the time. I, there are coworkers. There are neighbors. There are, there are people in my life. I just don't. I don't, I should. So. Why is it that all of us are not, forget moving 100 degrees, because that's not going to work, that's not sustainable. But let's say everybody on Tisha B'Av today is going to say, you know what, I, I heard a lot of inspiration, I saw the film, I'm doing it, 1%. I'm going to move up a little bit. What can every one of us do? That We have plenty to do. There's plenty of Torah and Mitzvot. There's, I can be filled, I can learn more, I can dive in better. I, I can be filled in my day of more stuff that the Kodesh Baruch who I know wants of me, and yet Kirov needs to be on that priority list. What can a Frum person think about on Tishabov that will inspire them to move that up up a notch? Th- this Tishabov.
0: Okay, so I'm going to make a confession, and then I'm going to ruin the rest of your program.
1: Nice. We, uh, are you ready? Can you wait till eight thirty so we can go tomorrow?
0: <laughs> are you ready for that? We are ready. The confession is, is that, hey, I don't do enough Kirov either. That's right, the big shot on the films and everything. I don't do enough cure of either. You think I sit around all day and just thinking about everybody else and what can I do? Because that's the way people are, you know. Very, very few of us, maybe Rabbi Grossman, very few of us are really sitting around going into discos and, and thinking about what we can do for the next guy. I mean, and, 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 and don't, don't feel guilty that because all of us can do more, every single one of us. That's the confession. And here's the ruining of the program, because I don't know what you... I heard you mention before that you're going to do something with Rabbi Fran, mm-hmm. but I'm going to answer your question with something that I heard from Rabbi Fran today. He's a, he's a tremendous person, as you, as you know. He doesn't need my endorsement. Mm-hmm. So, but he said, obviously, that the way that you can get into this mm-hmm. is very simply, not so simple to do, but simple in theory, is that the less you think about yourself, the more you're going to think about somebody else.
1: Yeah, not sure. And that's
0: what Reb Haim said, mm. that Lola Atzmanivra, you were not created for yourself. And to most of us, that is a tremendous Kiddush. Yeah. Most of us are saying, what? We're not created for ourselves? That's right. We're not. We're created for other people. Kizekol Adam. That's what Reb Haim the great Rebbe, said. Kize Kizekol Adam. That's all of us. That's what we are. We are here. You, 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 Charlie Harari, you, Yossi Friedman, Jakob Sa- Everybody, you were created for others. That's yeah. the purpose. That's why you were it's born true. in this world for others.
1: It's very and true.
0: It, and that, and that's becoming increasingly more difficult, because as you know, with the me generation, and the cell phones, and the and all the garbage that's going on, the Instagrams and the selfies. It's all about self, 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 self. So it's harder than ever to get out of that rut and start thinking about everybody else. I think that when you think about tshuva, and I hate to bring up Ello, but it's coming not too far away. When you think about tshuva, we've got to move somewhat from the Benadmim to Benadmim L'chaveira. And all of us are into the Benadmim I think. How do I daven better, and how do I learn better, and how do I get up in the morning? We have to think about, what can I do better, Benadmim L'makram, what can we do better? Yeah. Because between me and somebody else, it's, it's a shift. We still need that shift. It's tough, but that's the secret. Get out of yourself and you'll move to others. Rabbi, thank you,
1: Rabbi, thank you so much for that. And as always, thank you for your constant inspiration. Another great video, and we continue to see and, and be inspired by you. May you continue to inspire us and may, to your point, maybe really today. I mean, this is, I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't, and I think you just hit it on the nail. Um, I think if every one of us can just sort of, for one minute, just for one degree, think of somebody besides ourselves, whether it, it'll, it'll translate into becoming the person that we're meant to be, and that's, that's what the true role is all about, right? It's getting to the true us. Excellent. Thank and you, in Rabbi. in the spirit of
0: doing that, I was thinking of someone else, Want to give a, a special thanks to Guy Orman and the, yes. and the whole crew good and move. Dave McAdansky, the guys who put out and, and, yes. and Matt, the fabulous editor, all the people who made the film so great. Yeah. that they, you know they don't get enough credit. And of course Yossi Friedman sitting right next to you. That's right. With that That's nice right. blue tie. That's right. Beautiful. Right. Doesn't look amazing. It and Doesn't he's look very amazing. Very quiet about it. But he is the and Danielle has and, and the whole crew. These are the people. I get the ink, you know. I'm like the the Johnny Carson out there, but the writers are writing my material. That's right. So I may right. look like I'm getting some some. Uh, I'm i doing something special. I'm not everybody else. Do they give you the that's big trailer probably. you
1: get to hang out in in between shoots?
2: <laughs> yeah, now it's called the 95 degree house. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. Okay, There's a lot of heat He knows here. what that uh, was.
1: Thank you, Rabbi. It's always th- it's always an honor to have you on and and have an easy easy end of the fast. And I know that your words will go a long way here for us. Okay,
2: thanks for having me. Thank you. Okay, I mean, it's amazing because, you know, of course he doesn't take any credit, but just his... Being oh, he's, incredible. To, yeah, I oh, he's mean, incredible. I mean, oh, everyone's uh, a legend. Are you kidding me? He
1: he's, for, the, he's a natural. He's a natural. He's a legend.
2: You're forgetting that we sit down next to these people, you know, and they, they've never been on a camera before. And, like, in oh. two seconds, they're all, uh, you know. Mush. He looks in
1: the camera. He, I, he's, looking at the he's looking at the camera going, he's talking to me. He has he known he's talking to me. And everyone feels that way. But I think before we move on to the, to the sponsor video, which we're going to right now, I think this is one of those moments where each and every one of us needs to sort of, like, take and digest a bit of inspiration that Rabbi Solomon just gave us which is the root of why we're not who we should be and why we're not more is because we are into whatever degree we don't feel like we're more it's because we're about ourselves that's really what it comes down to it's not that we're not smart enough or we're not creative enough or we don't have the answers it's that inside us there's still the protection of us we our comfort zone is basically saying like don't don't be vulnerable like protect yourself right like when we're little, we don't have these problems, and we get older, and like we go from being like on fire to being too cool. Right. Too cool means let me protect myself right. because I, my image is up in the air, and I'm not really sure who I am. And this is really a challenge. That's why Kiru, by the way, is harder than sometimes than like learning. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm saying what makes it harder for people is that it it has to do with people up outside myself, right? I gotta like go out. There's so much on the line. Yeah, it, there's this. There's, there's my image and my reputation and my being vulnerable, and I hate saying things and. Uh, it's like it's hard, and maybe that's what this is all about. Really, it's about living a life where you start to embrace the difficult and know that the difficult is what's going to take you to who you are. And to our friend, I know we have a clip from our friend coming up later in the show. He's going to speak about this. Ray Grossman, I mean, is, is 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 the is the you know exemplar of this. But I think the lesson that we can take away before we go to the break is think about our lives and what we've done, and ask ourselves. At what point am I not more? And I would bet you that that the bridge between where you are and where you want to be—that inspiration you felt today—is usually held back by whether or not we're willing to go past ourselves. To Rabbi Solomon's point. And I think that's that's, that's yeah. a great that's a great lesson. So we're gonna go we're gonna go to a break right now. We're gonna cut to a break. We're gonna be back. And when we come back, we're gonna hear from Rabbi Steve Berg, the CEO of Asia Tower. We've got a lot more coming up on the mm-hmm. show. Um, we've got Rabbi Grossman clips, Rabbi Fran clips. Well, we're, we're gonna read some of the emails you're sending out to us. There's a whole show still left. Um, yeah, a whole fast still left. A whole fast still left, exactly. With
2: that, with that, let's take a break for our uh, vid- for our sponsors.
1: We'll be right back.
9: Mm-hmm. Kein Sagen
5: ja wa schen je richt ich dich mit so isch <ooh> ga
3: mit zwei säi zäi li betro mini
5: sarasher venia
1: and welcome back to the show. Uh, for those that are joining us right now, thank you so much. This is Project Inspired doing its radio show on Tisha B'av. Thanks so much for joining us. You can listen to this show on ProjectInspire.com, nachamsiegel.com, toranytime.com, Matzah, and Yeshiva World. If you haven't seen the form, the film yet, you can go to the website and check it out, the formula. And if you want to email us, we're getting emails, we're going to read emails in a couple of minutes. We're at radio at projectinspired.com. Now it's time for our next guest. We've got an incredible guest on the phone right now, a person that I know for years. Speaking about someone coming out of your comfort zone, Rabbi Berg, I know for uh, at least 15 years, somebody who has really reached out to me. I'll tell you a story in a second. I remember Berg's on the line about how I was totally out of my comfort zone the first time I was ever in a room and he sort of reached out to me. But someone who really has a, a, a career, I know this personally, that his whole life is a life of what can he do for Cali Israel. He's He's got a career coming out of the me into the we. And so um, he's on the line right now. And I'd like to welcome to the show by Steven Berg. Thank you, Charles. It's a, a schuss to be here with you. It's a schuss to, to have you on, and it's another Tisha And every time another Tisha comes in, I think about your son's bris. You remember you, had, you made a bris on Tisha hmm. Do you remember that? I remember that. Well,
10: one, one,
1: one son had a bris on Tisha and one son was born on Tisha B'Av. It's amazing. <laughs> every every Tisha B'Av, there's usually yeah. some good news coming out of the Berg the Berg family. So, Rabbi Berg, I'm sitting here with Yossi, and we're having a conversation, and we're hearing such great feedback about the idea of doing, that sometimes in the world of Kirov, People are chesbening too much. They're, they're holding themselves back. And at the end of the day, who knows what's going to make that difference? Be real. And the power and the value of action. From your experience, someone who's been around both, I know you've been in NCSY for so many years, and you've been in so many pockets of the Jewish community, and now you're in Aish. You've lived and breathed kiruv longer than most people that I know. What, what do you say about this idea of um, people that really don't have a cheshmer, don't have a plan, but have the that, that guts to go out and, and do something in, in in the direction of reaching out to somebody else and, that, and its impact?
10: I think many people uh, overthink it. It's always been my experience that people are so terrified of being asked a question that they may not have an answer to. Uh, and, and, you know, it's almost like this paralysis that overcomes people. You know, I was talking to a, Roch- a certain Rosh Kola from and who uh, got his started, he was a public school kid. And uh, I was talking about how you know he got involved, in learning Torah, et cetera, and he said it all started with a Hasidic Shayyid who gave him a bowl of cholent. He, uh, he went to someone's bar mitzvah, uh, it was a shtibol, and he walked in, and at the end, uh, they gave him a bowl of cholent. He really liked it. He came back the next week to cholent, and he kept coming back to cholent. And eventually, he found out there were shirahs at the Shul, et cetera, et cetera, but he said everything. Yeah, and he just a tremendous, time of chalun, a and a tremendous static. But everything went back to that bowl of chan. And I think that, that so much a part of of and reaching out is just opening up your heart and being nice to people, being kind to people, showing them love. And that, I would say, um, really anyone on the street is, is able to do that. And and to start overthinking it is just a mistake. It's really about you know loving someone else.
1: You see this all the time, I know, um, at NCSY, we were together. And you see a lot of times people that are young They don't know what they're doing they're in college but that that exuberance like you mentioned that realness of reaching out to somebody else really makes that difference now in ash you're seeing i'm sure hundreds of people coming through your building all the programs you guys are offering right now what are what are the things that people are thinking of right now what what are some of the issues that the world is grappling with right now and how important is it for us right now as from Jews? to take this on ourselves and say, hey, we're ambassadors of Torah in a world that in some way maybe has gone crazy. What are you seeing in terms of what Aish is experiencing from all the people that walk through your buildings and all the programs, the hundreds of programs that you touch throughout the entire year?
10: I think, you know, I think Aish at its core, you know, Rev. Noah Weinberg, that's how created Torah. It was always about Torah's time. It was always about giving people relevant Torah and showing them how it could be relevant to their lives. I think the, the real difference we're seeing here 40 years in uh, is a tremendous distraction people are so distracted today whether you know it's social media there's just so the many things going on in their lives um, and people just really don't take a chance to take a deep breath and, and to, to breathe and, and what we found you know we had the most incredible mission we had seven couples that came from Mexico These the most amazing oh, wow. people and they came for a week and one of the couples had been involved with H for a long time and they literally spent the last seven or eight years trying to convince these other couples, they were childhood friends, to come with them to Aristotle. And finally, it took about seven, eight years, they finally got them to come. They spent a week learning in our building. And, uh, you know, I went to the last kind of gathering, and uh, they were kind enough to speak in English for me. But they just said it was, you know, they were just kicking themselves. So they hadn't been there sooner. And they talked about how there was just so much in their lives. They were running and running and running and just taking that week just to sit in our Torah. You know, because I think people have to realize that because Kojroh will give us Torah. Torah sells itself. It's just a matter so of getting true. people to, to take the deep breath and to sit down and to study it. And and that's why I think Isha Torah is, is such a great position in Aristotle to, come to, Shalayim, to be able to go on a mission or, or spend time with us and to just take a step away from everything else. And the second that a person gets immersed in Torah, you know, it just, it, it sells itself.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think, uh, Roy this is Yasi, I think that also people who come to Asia Torah, even from people who come to Asia Torah realize that what they're hearing is really relevant to and that they don't have to, you know, come up with something that's so, so, so profound that's gonna blow people off their feet. Right. The Torah actually sells itself. You just have to figure out what it is that I need to give over. Sometimes like we we try too hard.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing this once from, from Rabbi Mechanic. I was at he was at an A job conference and he got up there, he's like, guys, you're selling the best stuff. Like, we, you know, we don't have to be, embarrassed. you don't have to, like, juggle too much. Like, you don't have to, what you got really is incredibly powerful, especially in a world that doesn't have this level of wisdom. Rabbi, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to give you another thank you. I, I know I've said thank you again, but I like to do it in public. You know, when I first started getting involved, I went to NCSY. This is years and years ago. And I knew right away this wasn't for me, right? You had these high school kids, and they were just running, they were running around me. And I was like, I'm one and out. And I remember, I remember, Rabbi, I know you remember this. I hope you remember this. But uh, it was one Friday night yessie and I was like, the kids are inside. And I don't know what was going on inside. And I'm like, I am, it's 23 hours left of Shabbos. I'm done with this. I'm done with the whole Kirib thing. This isn't for me. And this assistant regional director at the time, Rabbi Steven Berg, walks up and says, you new here? I'm like, you can't tell. He's like, you can't see it in your face. He said, don't worry. The kids—they're not looking for you to be- with them in the first minute. Like, be cool, relax. You could just—cause I'm thinking, like, I got him. I got him with them. Like, it's like he's like, just chill. You could be with them. Just be you. Relax. And that was the beginning of our relationship. This is how long ago, Rabbi Berg? Like, 15, 17, 18 years ago?
10: Gotta be something like that, yeah.
1: And and from yeah. that from that moment on, you've been doing it to thousands of others. And Rabbi, thank you so much for your time here and um, what you do for Kol And I know that H is better for it, and Kol is better for it than it has you. Thanks so much.
10: Thank you, Charlie. Thank you FC. Have
1: easy, fast. yeah and you too, and how those are by Stephen Berg., uh, it's really incredible how much he's done for for me at least uh, oh, forget about it. he saved me a few times it's- but
2: but his message is exactly right. is that like sometimes you know I had a story, and if my kids are watching they they'll certainly kill me yeah um, good but i <laughs> but i had I had a story of a group of girls that came to my house and they were from a certain organization, and when one of my daughters heard. My wife saying we're gonna have girls from this organization. She went, oh, and I was like, what's oh? She says, I don't know. I just don't like having them over. I said, really? Like, like why not? She said, because then you speak about Moses, you know, like <laughs> meaning when I start, you know, to this like fancy Dvar Torah and whatnot. Okay. I said, okay, okay, I won't speak about Moses. So they come. Up. Of course, my wife mentioned the homeless and the tahini. <laughs> so right away, you know, my kids were already in the back of the house hiding out. But at the end of Shabbos, we got a note from the person who runs the organization that they were so inspired by my kids that she decided to stay in Neve and continue to Whoa. learn Neve from the trip. And I said to my daughter, I said, "Here, I can put together this massive dvar Torah about Moses or whatnot. You know, trying to find like you know the formula yeah. exactly what's going to inspire them." And the fact that my kids were sitting around the table was was more than enough, you know, to get yeah. her on a journey. So I think that message is, is exactly yeah, right. That absolutely. we just never
1: know. Absolutely, you, know, yeah, you never you know never know when it's going to come. And not only that, but you never also know. For those that are listening right now, and you're thinking to yourself, "What do I have to offer? What do I have to offer?" You're you, we don't we have no appreciation for what a lifestyle that includes Torah means and the balance that we go through and what that means to somebody else to see that someone that can hold back and eat certain foods or respect Shabbos or have a family or all the stuff that we take like basic like nobody's going to Yom Kippur being like, well, I have kids. Like no one's doing that. No one's like, no one's going to Yom Kippur being like, I've kept Shabbos. You know, people, the stuff that we take for granted to other people is so, it could be so inspiring. And I got to tell you, if you've got children and you want to, well, you're trying to figure out a way to inspire them. One of the best ways of inspiring them is by bringing other people over because they have to be on. They they know they're on, and they have to. They feel like they they feel like there's like some uh, there's something that they're proud of. You know, let's take a couple of couple minutes before we go to the next break and read some emails. Um, I've got we're gonna we're gonna go through a couple emails right now. I don't know if we can answer the questions online. We'll do our best, but you know this isn't there isn't a lot of time here. I know we want to start getting to. Um, the other pieces that we have on the thing. So just for a couple of minutes, we'll read a couple of emails, and if we can't get to yours, keep on emailing them to, to us because I know that Yaakov Ginniger who's an incredible individual, will be responding to each and every one of these emails with some more detail even after the show is on. So let's begin. Um, in we fact, got,
2: I don't think he'll break his fast until that's done.
1: Exactly. We're going to make sure that he, that he stays here. Um, first to uh, Lela H7400. Uh, I'm in the little watching you live. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for emailing us. It means a lot to that you're here. Um, Hannah Fox. Hi, I noticed that there are Cure cards, business cards with Cure websites on them available in the stores at Lakewood. Any suggestions for me what to say or how to actually give this to somebody? This is a great question, right? So how, how would you, here's how I would deal with this. You have a key of card on your hands. How do you give it out to somebody else? So first of all, those who don't know what this is, this is an incredible thing. I have some. I don't know if you have these. Sure. Everybody should have them. They're a of. If not email Project Inspire, they'll send more to you. I have these cards that are um, basically here's a couple of key of websites on me at all times. And the way I do it is, I'm not really good at like, hi, I don't know who you are, here's a card. There are other people better than me. I'm just not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not Robert Grossman yet. You know, hopefully one day I'll be Robert Grossman. But right now I'm still, you know. What I do is... Lots of times, as a Frum Jew, you're in a position to explain Judaism. I, lots of times. I feel like I'm like the press secretary sometimes of you know Judaism. Why do you do this? And why do you wear this? And how come you can't have pork? And can you, the rabbi blessed it. And sure. where are you leaving? And how come you're going? And you're fasting. And there's a lot of stuff. You're wearing a wig. That's really a wig. Uh, not, not me, but I'm just projecting. So there's a lots of times, and I'm, the person who's emailing me is, is, is a woman. There's lots of times in life where you're in front of people, where you have the opportunity to explain Judaism or talk about it or someone asks you about it. And lots of times we pull away. I never pull away. I tell everyone that I know, ask me anything. It's you bring it on. You know, I go away somewhere and I'm sitting at a restaurant and I'm not eating anything and I'm like, ask away. Just ask me, ask me, ask me. Because I'd rather get the answer wrong. In there, they won't know if it's right or wrong. I'd rather get the answer wrong and start a conversation than just pull back. It's in those moments where there's usually a sense of, oh, that's interesting. That's when I pull them out and go, "Oh, if you want to know more, boom." It's there's there's usually like a give and take. Usually that's interesting, or really, oh, I'm Jewish too, or I didn't know that, or my grandmother's Jewish. There's usually you get those moments every once in a while. It's on a holiday or a Hanukkah, and you or or you bring something up, and once the conversation gets to a point where you can somehow get gain some interest. That's your moment where you're going to walk away with nothing. But if you give them something, they put it in their pocket, they don't touch it, and they go home. And sometimes, when you know, life throws them a curveball, they, they get there. They pull it out. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean that. It, most people, you know, it's not the type of a car that you're going to leave in a little box that people are going to take as they, uh, you know, as they pass something Jewish. It has to be given. Yeah, a it has to, has to be to given. Be given. And, you know, all of us have been stopped by people. Um, I recently was stopped about, you know, kosher food somewhere. Yeah. And this is in the middle of Manhattan, which means you know, you know where to get your kosher food. You were trying to connect on some You're type bagel. of – Yeah, bagel. I love
1: being bageled, yeah. by the way. I so, love being So being bageled,
2: bageled is, is the best opportunity to, I mean, look, in, in, the, in the film, you know, here's a fellow that comes running out of the restaurant and Everyone's says they looking for a mitzvah, big, you know. That's the ultimate bagel. Right. Instead of a card, you could put filling <laughs> on them, you know. But um, I think these are the type of tools that if you have them in your pocket – it's almost like a business card. You don't walk around giving everyone your business card. Right, right. There has to be some type of interest. We, we realize, like, oh, there's an interest on one or both ends for me yeah. to give you my business card. So, you know, that's why it is a business card. Really, it's yeah. uh, you know, if you want to know more about the business of Judaism,
1: right? Here it is. Right. Let's read one more, and then we're going to go to the next part of the of the radio show. This is from Hannah wa Hana Chaya F. Uh, this film was the film was truly inspiring. It always comes to mind in each and every event that maybe if we start thinking of each other who are from inviting the widow, the single divorcee for Shabbos, offering a ride, then maybe, then maybe it'll feel more comfortable to speak or give warmth to somebody who isn't a you yet. Huh? Hear what she says? That's incredible. That's a great hop, right? She's saying, being doesn't have to always be someone who's not from totally like just just reach out and when you're in the ga- in the in that moment of reaching out you start to become better at it thank I, you that was a great yeah and, and one, and one thing about one yeah. thing
2: about that is that really and and that's why you know i keep referring back to the film is that it really it works with anything it doesn't have to be you know cure it doesn't have to be outreach you you reach out to a family in need you have no idea what you did you know what the oh, effect totally, was and like totally. you don't really know at the end yeah, of it but the main totally. thing is you did you, yeah. know? you reach that- out to a
1: friend and you you call somebody up it's unbelievable you call somebody it's so simple and someone once told me this and, and I said this once someone said to me that if if God gave you a credit card that you can use unlimited what would you do so, like, what would you do? Like, let's for a minute think about it. Like, God gave us a credit card, unlimited, in a MasterCard, it's on the house, right? So, you swipe, you get your stuff, you, know, you get yourself things, and you buy whatever house Fine. mine. Great. So, you're done. After a while, like, how many things can you buy? So, what do you do next? Anybody that I know that gets a credit card, after they buy themselves things, they go buy other people things, yeah. no? You go around, you need money, everyone knocks on the door, you just hand them the credit card. So, I heard this of art years ago that I'll never forget. He says that God gives you a credit card, it's your mouth, it's free, it's on the house. You can say things. You can call people up. You can invite people over. There's so many things you can do on the house. Like, we should be thinking all day. What can we say to just give somebody a little bit of chizik? And at the end of the day, i got to tell you, the word you say is probably more impactful than the stuff you give if we just saw ourselves that way. But it's a whole new way of seeing the world. Um, So... With that, I think we're going to turn to um, the Chavot Time Heritage Foundation really goes through these incredible videos every single Tisha B'Av. And what we thought today for you is we we're going to identify two clips from two of the videos, from two incredible Jews that were giving those videos. And I know the, yes, you went through those clips. I, Why why'd you did you pick what the ones you did? You know,
2: um, I just found, I just found um, this year's program so so relatable, it, was, it wasn't even like you had to reach a certain Madriga, like uh, Jacob Salomon. you know, he said he was going to ruin the rest of the show, which he did, which is if, if you really stop and think about somebody else, so you, you think less about yourself, you automatically think more right. about, about right. the other person. Right. Um, it was very, in a way, very simple. I mean, we'll show you a clip of Rabbi Friend and Rabbi, and Rabbi Grossman. Um, Rabbi Grossman tells a story where, you know, he's just this, sort of an intro piece, where he basically, he basically says um he basically says that the that uh he was he was at a tish somewhere you know he, he goes through he goes through being at a tish and watching a certain story happen where a fellow who didn't look the part um who didn't look the part was just you know Okay, shoot let's away so we'll take the uh, we'll show a short clip it's a very short clip of Rabbi Grossman who we spoke about being when we speak about Abbas Yisrael is there a person that comes no, to mind no. more than uh, <laughs> Rabbi Grossman. Grossman so let, let's take a little bit, a little look at that uh, Rabbi Grossman story yeah. uh, because he, he really it's so simple like I said before it's so simple take a look take a look what he says
11: Rabbi Shusho Yogan O'Leinu used to go once a year in Miron Shabbos <laughs> Baloisho. Thousands of Chassidim come with the rabbi. Friday night the rabbi make a tish. In the middle of the tish, they brought a big kugel, like a table, big. The rabbi used to take a piece from the kugel, and then the rabbi gives shirayim, pieces, pieces. I sit by the tish, many people staying, and I see some boy, here, not religious, he puts in his hand and he wants to take a piece of kugel. The guy was screaming, the herds! He left this place. When I see this, I stay up, I take a, a piece of kugel. I know for Grossman money, not screaming. Take a kugel, go out from the tish and started to look for the boy. I find him in a corner sitting I go over to him, you want kugel? Here you have kugel. Ten minutes later, he comes over to me. I need to speak to you. Tell me the story. His father is a Moroccan, very religious, and he lost his and in his a bad friend, and he became involved in crime, and the police is looking for him. And because he has a fray from the police, he finds a cave in Miron. He lives in the cave for five months. He has a fray in the day to go out. Only in the night he go out and take food, receive food and go back like a cat. When I hear this story, I go to his cave. I started to speak to him. Take him to Migdal Amik. Make appointment with the police. Arrange everything. In Baruch Hashem today is a formula. What I do? What I do? Caring. Yeah. Oh,
1: is that the best? Is that, Rabbi Grossman, is the, what did I do? Yeah. I just did everything. I yeah. just took him to the police. Yeah, made the police I made a police and, appointment, <laughs> and, and I and I dropped the kogel. And
2: what did I do? It's, but it's, but he is right. He is right. Is that is that because he really cares? Like, that's that's what, what it is. That's oh what's gosh. coming. It's because he cares. Oh my
1: gosh! I got to tell you, if everyone, if all of us can be like, if we could, we should have a, a act like Rob Grossman day, <laughs> just for one day. It's like Purim. You know what I'm saying? Like let's just do things like this. Just crazy, and just make appointments to the police and bring him into 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 the yeshiva. Just like that. Just was, like that. And 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 then look at the camera and go. What did I do? Yeah, like, just care. Oh, just just care. Just care. It's unbelievable. I mean he's right, but but he's
2: oh, right. It's just care. It great. is just care. It's just that uh, but the, the the other part of uh, you That's know, great. getting back to the, the, the Chaim program is that I th- thought was very direct uh, about this point was um, if you uh, think about yourself less, yeah, you'll think about other people is that you know, my friend Kedarka Berkish, he was uh, on fire. Um, and he obviously said he will not bring up certain things, which he then, of course, brought up, and then yeah. he, turned, he turned to other uh, shortfalls that we have in our community. Let's take a look at that, and then we'll be able yeah. to, to speak to Michael Rothschild afterwards as well.
8: You are not alone in this world. The world does not revolve around you. You have to be sensitive to other feel, people's feelings. And the sooner you realize that, and you constantly keep that in mind, the better you will become. I'm sure that everybody in this room has those pet peeves that drive you crazy. I could spend the rest of the evening just citing such examples. I'm not going to repeat, as I have done on other occasions, all the bad driving habits that we engage in. That we say to ourselves, what kind of guy is that? And the next day, we turn around and we do the same thing. I'm not going to go through that. But here are a couple other examples. The 15 item or less line in the supermarket is 15 items. Not 19, not 21, 15. You ever been there with your shopping cart and this guy pulls up in front of you, but he can't count? Doesn't see the sign? I have to stand there? Say, state 15 items. Or, do not start texting to someone in the middle of a conversation. I'm talking to you. I'm a human being. I'm a mensch. I deserve more attention than your phone.
1: That's, that's, uh, that's scary and real, no? That's scary and real. I think that, that's something that uh, all of us have to deal with at every single moment. Um, but something that the Rabbi Fran brings out powerfully, as usually does. The po- it's almost like the pros and the cons of, what I think, what what these two clips have shown, and to your point in bringing them out, is sort of the the, bolt, the backstories, right? The pro of what it means to think past yourself and the con of what it means to what, not uh, What think. it looks like when you don't. Right, right. The, the, all the I, texting I w- on the phone thing. Oh, my god. I mean, gosh. I, I had a... Uh... So, so... I mean, all, we, all, everyone does it, but it's just so... It's so horrific. I mean, I don't know how we got to a point where you're talking to somebody... And they could just honestly just look down. Or what he said about the fifteen—that oh, was great. The fifteen, you know, I, it's but I, I've
2: been—I've been, you know, not to, not to be rabbi friendly, but I've been there where people come with one item on the fifteen or less, you know, and they all cut with one item. I just have this. I just have. And yeah. I live in Israel. To me, that's like a daily basis, you know. <laughs> and I remember being erev Rosh Hashanah. You know, yeah. the lines are out the door, and. One after the other was coming with one item, with one item, and finally a fellow steps up and he says, "I just this one item." And this Israeli woman lets him have it and says, <laughs> "Gam lamut yeshto, yeshto, There's even a line to die, you know, like you get to the back of the line. But sometimes you don't realize that just yeah. by you know pushing it's, through.
1: It's me. It's me. It's it, it's it comes from that same anoychias. It's the same it's about me and my life and my way and everyone who looks different than me is not fraught. It's this, this me-ness. This, you know, I want to just go quickly to this. There's an email that just came in from a woman named Elisheva Wadler who just emailed this great email about, um, isn't there a concern that if somebody tries to just do, they can botch something up, right? Is it possible to chasfei Khalila push someone further away? What well, a great question, right? Because what we're saying is do, 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 but if it's just about you and you do in the wrong way, um I want what what do you because i got i have I have a thought but you you start when do you th- think
2: this came up while we were doing this film a hundred times because it's the obvious it's the obvious question to this film is that really just do anything like does that make any sense yeah. so of course, there is the balance of you know i mean if you have if you know we're talking about a balanced person, they obviously know the certain things that are totally out and like in, even inappropriate, but when you're talking with level headed people. It's just a matter of if I wait to find exactly the thing that I'm comfortable with or exactly the time that I'm comfortable with, then you'll never end up doing it. Yeah. And, and and what the, what he what you know we point out in the film is that he had this small window. He didn't have the ability yeah. maybe he could have called Yaakov Solomon from the Shavrachus, you know, who would have told him, No, don't you dare. Maybe. Yeah. You know? But but really that's what we were talking about, a small window. And sometimes and just to answer this this email that came in is that you can you can prepare for certain you know scenarios and you can have things up your sleeve, but if you don't, the point is better to do and to have tried than to be in a situation where, where you are, don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and and then nothing comes of it. And,
1: and to get take it one step further, maybe I think to, to 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 specifically to her point is that if you're really thinking about yourself, then you're going to do something that works for you, right? But if you think about somebody else, then what's going to happen is you're going to take the things that you love, like I said earlier. And you're going to figure out what works for them. This is a big deal when it comes to dealing with all types of people. You see this, by the way, forget Kirov. Let's talk for a minute about regular kids that are growing up in firm environments that are being, every moment, like, you know, being, I don't want to say tortured, but feeling like they're living in a, a world where they're never enough, right? Everyone around them are good people, like, you know, mostly. I mean, people are, people are always trying to get their kids to be the way that they want them to be. But sometimes we think about it from our perspective, right? Sometimes we're raising kids and saying, hey, what are you struggling with? And we forgot that, oh, when I was a kid, I didn't have the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, a phone was attached to the wall when I was growing up, right? So when you're really thinking beyond yourself, you're thinking, what is good for them? Key I think, is that's the key, which is um, when you're thinking like what I can do to somebody else, what you're saying is, well, what do they care about? And what do they need? And what do they want to hear? And what is it that would move them in a way that would be beneficial to them. And when you think that way, you're not, you, there's no way you could push them away, right? Because it's, 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 so, it's so genuine. What can you do to push them away? Like, being genuine, what, what pushes people away is when people are disingenuous, when people want you to become religious for them. Not for for you when they when they when You're they the force pri- it upon you. You're the prize. You. Yeah, they put it on your belt, or, you, or 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 it embarrasses other people, or they need you to look this way so the the sisters can get married, or whatever yeah. the cheshbainas are. And everyone's wonderful, and I'm not judging it But the idea that Yiddishkeit is for me is a huge turnoff. Right. But the idea that Yiddishkeit is for you is how can anyone be turned off by that? And there's another email that came in from a woman named Esther who said that she's got two religious co-workers And she thinks bringing them to Shabbos, and she got one for Shabbos twice, incredible. The other one is is afraid to be changed or brainwashed. And I get that, right? Like, how do you deal with someone who's like, hey, I don't want this? And the answer is, I think the answer is this constant state of, I'm going to share whatever I can share. I'm not going to push anything on you. You know I'm here. And if you feel like it's too much, then fine. I'm not going to push on you. But you need to know that I'm always here for you. I've had this so many times in work. Oh, my gosh. I can't even count the times people are like, we're cool. Like, I'm good. And then you're there, you're there, you're there, and then something happens, and something opens up, and they want to hear something, it's a Yom Kippur, and they want to hear something Torah, or, or God forbid someone passes away and they need something, and you see that like, you just being that person that's just smiling and the Kiddush Hashem, and open, even though it ain't working and it's not going, there's a moment that opens up like that moment where you're in the Shev there's a moment that opens up for every Jew. And you can be there to sort of jump in and make a difference. I mean,
2: I mean, this is really two points there because if you think about it, the you know, I, I've heard I heard the story. I, I've shared the story with you before. There was a fellow, you know, Daniel Korn, who said he was on a plane and he offered this Israeli next to him to put on his tefillin. The guy said, "Lo toda," you know, <laughs> and he goes to the back to David and He comes back, and the guy's wearing someone else's tefillin, <laughs> and he's already beside himself. So he says to the fellow, like. <laughs> I don't need, you know. He said, I'll tell you the truth. He said, you offer me my tefillin. I don't do it. I said, no thanks. And then I started thinking, you know, big deal. No one I know is around. You know, I haven't put on tefillin since my remnant. So my grandmother would be very happy. And just as I'm thinking this, this other fellow asked me if I wanted to wear tefillin. I said, you know what? I'll do it. This guy went to daven and felt he was a failure. Like it didn't right. work, you know. Meanwhile, he pushed so, it. Yeah, you just don't yeah. know. That, that's why, you yeah. know, if you have two, two irreligious... You don't you know, know the effect that what you of yeah. what you did. You know, Rabbi, Rabbi David. Um, Rabbi David brings it out in the in the in the film as well. Is that like it's? You don't know if that person's child will now go to a from whatever because of that. Yeah. You, you just don't know. That's why the the main thing. It's not like just do and like you right. know like like wildly, but just do so that uh, I want to go back for a minute because yeah, sure. we we mentioned um, the the time uh, program today and we showed a clip from my friend. Who basically was uh, drilling at home that uh, stop thinking about only yourself, and the more you think, less you think about yourself. The more you think about other people, the better Jew you'll be. Um, it's uh, it's been a schuss for all these years for all of us as long as we can remember. Yeah, um, to have programming from the Chavetz Chaim Heritage Foundation um, with all the videos. I know I was at, I was at home today. My kids were watching the kids program. It's really been a day of of real inspiration. My Friend actually jokes in the beginning of the film that he says in the beginning of the presentation he says, "What happened before the Chavetz Chaim film? We used to get together in shul, learn kamtza and bar kamtza. We never really got past it. So here's the next story." And he actually goes into goes a to the powerful. St- there's another story after has, that. Yeah, there's another Usually story. Right, exactly, and uh, it's our really great tzchus because I know uh, he doesn't really like to be you know front and center because he's never never is. But we have um, Michael Rothschild on the phone with us. Um, we don't have we don't have Michael Rothschild. He got disconnected. Okay. Okay. We well, don't have him. Well, but anyways, shout out to Michael Rothschild. Total, totally, because um, I know that he did agree. He must have gotten caught up with something else. Yeah. Um, he did agree to be on the uh, on the on the show today. Hopefully, he'll call him later on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a major, major yashkayach to him and his entire staff hope uh, that it does. Amazing, amazing programming.
1: Let's let's just read a couple more emails that you guys are sending in, and continue sending them in. Remember, if, if you're you're asking incredible questions, send us emails. If we can't get to them on the show, someone will get to them. Um, and then we've got a surprise guest that's coming on. Someone who I am so excited that is in the room here. That we have him in the room here is going to be coming on right after that. Well, a couple more emails. This comes in from Debbie. Um, listen to this quote that she says: "God didn't need another day in your life because you needed it. He added it because someone out there needs you." Right, I think that's an incredible line there. Um, and I think that this is sort of the, the point that we're trying to get at. And there's so many questions that are coming in. I don't know if we can get to it all right now. But I think that the, the message is clear, which is if you're able to see past yourself, you become a better person. You become the person that you, you're inspired to be. When you get inspired, usually when you're inspired, you're not inspired to be someone that you're not. You're not inspired to be this, the book that you're reading or the story that you hear. When you're inspired, usually what you feel is a sense of, this is who I am. This is the true me. I eat this way. I talk this way. I learn this way. I act this way. And that usually is a moment where you are thinking past yourself. You at your best. You at your best. And you at your best is you with you thinking less about yourself. And that comes across when you're you know, dying to look down at your phone <laughs> and you hold the gaze of the person that you're talking to or you're on the phone with somebody and you don't go on to the email or to, or you don't Let's get on the line. That's one of the easy ones, though. Right, you don't get on the line when it's 15. Or, I mean, there's a million of these. I can't even count the times where I, like, you know, I have to, like, hold myself back because you see somebody doing something. You're like, just wait, like... You, do you realize the whole world is like embarrassed, and especially if you've got a Yamakon? We don't got to get into whole that, whole that. That's a whole world we're not going to go Charlie,
2: into. Charlie, we, we do have a special guest, as you mentioned before yeah. that.
1: I wanted to go to a uh, quick break, to a quick yeah, uh, sponsored sponsor break. break, and come back with our guest. So Absolutely. stick on. You have a special guest coming back right after these breaks. Yes,
9: Hashem, Hashem, the alt im maß der alter kor ist mir
5: so richt tot wie so sein so live schäm' i i mi sar Welcome back to the
1: show. Uh, great to have us back right now. For those of you who are tuning in right now, thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Project Inspire Radio Show counting down to uh, Tish, to end to Tish above, girl. I should say counting up, taking over to catch all that inspiration Let's not go down in a whimper. Let's go down strong. For those who are watching right now, um, and if you want to be watching, it's ProjectInspire.com. Actually, we're, we're streaming live. So if you're listening on the radio, you want to watch this, ProjectInspire.com, NachumSiegel.com, Tor Anytime.com, Matzah Yeshiva World. You can check the film formula out on Project Inspire. And please feel free to email us at radio at ProjectInspire.com. Questions that you may have and things that we're talking about. And now we are honored to have in the studio for the first time. We've been doing this show for years. And every time we do the show, we always say, "Can we get Rabbi Wallstein in in, in in the studio?" And sometimes in the country, you're running around. This is the year we got it. So, you usually Hashem. get him on the, usually on the phone. So, Baruch Hashem, we're zochet to have Rabbi Wallstein who needs no introduction. But I have to tell you, um, one of the most in- inspiring things that I see every single year is when I walk into the Ornava room on Tisha B'av day. It's one o'clock, and the room is jammed with the holiest, greatest women um, that just want so badly to do what they can do to bring Gaula and that is just one small little small tiny little piece of the world of that where has built mostly or I'd say always going beyond himself and thinking about somebody else thinking about every type of person around them um, and it's 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 a, a, a big success to us that I have him on the show right now to end Tisha Buf together for thanks thanks so much for
12: joining the show thank you very much So an honor to be here at Project Inspire. I, yes, I, I am on the phone every year because usually I'm in Williamsburg. The last hour before the end, um, I speak in a Hasidic group there, but the group is in the mountains this summer. Okay. So um, I'm here.
1: So it's great to have you on. They're um,
12: lost. I don't know. They might, be, they might be doing better in the mountains right now. So. <laughs> It's four degrees cooler anyway, so.
1: Yeah, the humidity may be a little, yeah. little easier. So it's great to have you on, and I know that one of the things, the reason we even have this show is because we want to make sure that we end Tisha B'Av strong. It's not a whimper. We don't count to the bagel. Um, so much has happened in the three weeks, and this is it. And these are the last few moments. What were some of the key ideas or thoughts that you had this Tisha B'Av that you were thinking about um, in terms of what Klai needs to think about on the way out of Tisha B'Av?
12: Well, I have to tell you that I was um, really very worried um, for all of us, um, for Project Inspire, for this show, for uh, Torah Anytime, and for Ornava, that, you know, the Satan doesn't want so much Torah and Achtus and Chavitz and it's been so hot, I figured that that the wires are going to burn out, and he's going to get into all this stuff, and the air conditioning's not going to work. And uh, even in Ornava, we had a lot of air conditioning, and, and, you know, everything has to work perfectly. And, you know, I spoke to all the te- technology people, and they were like, they never had it went, run so well. And I, I just, before I got here, I'm very close to um, to Ruven and Shimon from uh, from Torah Anytime. And uh, they have this crazy hundred, and right now they're up to like 120,000 people that called in for shiurim, And they were very, very nervous with the heat and all, you know, one fuse blew, blows or New York goes down. we're Well over. done. And I was sure... That the somewhere children, or I don't somehow I want say he was pretty quiet three weeks in nine days, but we'll just leave that alone. because yeah. We don't want to wake him up. Right. But I was like, oh boy, Tishkov's going to be. It's going to. Everything's going to blow. The air conditioning's not going to work. The women are going are going to leave. Everything's going to go wrong. And in horror, Hara has never been this smooth. Yeah. But I figured sure. it out, Charlie. Okay. I figured it out. I gave it some thought, and I figured it out. He showed up on Tishbov, and he shows up on Tishkov, and everyone's eating drinking, singing, he's like, something's going on. I think Mashiach's here because when Tisha going to be a Yontif, but, he's, but he looked at himself, he goes, but I'm alive. So if I'm alive, it can't be that Mashiach's here. Must be that all the Jews went off to the Derech. They're all off the Derech. They're not keeping Tisha he figured his job was over. It's over. He's done. So today we got he to. He went to the, the, the beach. beach. He went to the Caribbean. Like Pesach, stopping to eat the matzo that day? Right.
8: I have one it's problem with be. that, shot. That's the
2: problem. Is that last year the technology was terrible, and it was a nitro also. <laughs> <laughs>
12: well, that's, that's... Okay. No, you don't ask a on a maise. You don't okay. know, yeah, right, know, right, right. you know. Please. It's, it's not the good. first time I've told but them I, I'm I listening feel, too well. I feel very, very much... Um, first of all, I, I spoke a lot about this, that, that when Tisha was a nitro from Shabbos, so you sort of go into... Tisha B'av very differently not because there's more kulois but because because our relationship with Hashem I mean Hashem you lost both your houses on Tisha B'av. you lost your children you lost your presence in the world I mean what's going on today with atheism and, and non-belief and what's going on in the whole world you, you just you just it's, it says in, in the Medrash that he, he went back up to Shemayim so you lost everything and for some reason on Shabbos you tell your children that even though everything's burning, and I lost everything, doesn't matter. Go eat, sing, drink, enjoy yourselves. Any father that has that relationship, that on the day that he lost everything, he tells his kids, even though I lost everything, you rejoice because it's Shabbos, it's the present that I gave you, and no backsees, you know, it's the ice, it's the ring that we wear, that we have a relationship with God, I come into Shabbos, I'm like, God, I love you, you know, like you're the man. Like, 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 you don't care that your house burned down. You just, you, you don't care. It's so important to you that we have a Shabbos. So my whole Shabbos is like totally different than it is when, when, when it's, you know, when it's actually during the week. Yeah. And I, I definitely focused on that a lot. I felt, I felt more, and I, and I want to ask you if you feel the same way, and maybe some of the people that are listening, it feels like we're coming to Matse Yom Kippur. It feels like we're clean. It feels like we all did shuva. We all grew. It feels like Matsuyom Kippur. Yeah, yeah. And tonight, more than any other time, because after riv, the first thing we do is Kirschlevana, like Matsuyom Kippur. And we also make Havdalah, like Matsuyom Kippur. Yeah. So this is like really Matsuyom Kippur. And then, till Shabbos Nahum, we have those days, like between that Kleishrol is Kaddish. I really feel that we're, we're winding down to a much Yom Kippur that all the Jewish people, because of the Chafetz Chaim Foundation, because of Project Inspire, because of all the learning, crazy amounts of learning, I think we learn more on, on Tisha B'Av than we learn Shavu Asni, nah, but I won't get into that. For right? sure. All this learning, all this growing, and we're coming out of Tisha B'Av not depressed, not angry, and, and this is what I spoke about a lot, we have to stop being victims. We're not victims. You see, there were victims in the Holocaust, and there were survivors in the Holocaust. What's What was the difference? Survivor came out of the Holocaust, closer to Hashem, keeping Torah mitzvahs. The victims, and there's no one to judge them because what they went through, I don't know that I wouldn't have been a victim. The victims came out, disconnected, angry, atheists, leaving the Torah. The Jewish nation, we are survivors. We are not victims. All I spoke about, the whole Tisha B'Av, is that the yuntiv of Tisha B'Av, why, what, what are you celebrating? And the bottom line is, even when Mashiach comes, why are you celebrating? We lost so much on Tisha B'av because there's no on HaMikdash. It's cancer and divorce and we have Camp Simcha and we have Camp Hask and Shidduch crisis. Everything that's going on that we're going through is because we don't have a on HaMikdash. So when Mashiach comes, we're just going to forget about all this. And the answer is that a victim doesn't go backwards. A victim goes backwards. A survivor goes forwards. So the yuntif that we have of Tishabov is that we are survivors. And there was a very beautiful, beautiful vart. I forgot the name of the rebbe, but he said something amazing. He asks, he was in a Romanian uh, prison and he was there for three months and he, they took everything away from him and he said that for those three months he was sitting and davening and thinking about Berat and he came to Baruch Sha'amah. It took him three months to get to the, the Skalena Rebbe, the old Skalena Rebbe. And it took him three months to get to Baruch Sharma and it says, Baruch Goizu Makayim, Charlie. It says, Baruch paydol Matsil, you should be blessed, you save us, you were to us, you freed us, you created the world, Merachim al-Aretz, Merachim al you had pity on everything. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of this, it says, Baruch Goizu M'Kayim. Thank you, Hashem, for being Geizer. that there will be a Holocaust? And be makhayim the Holocaust to be in Spanishquisition. Thank you for being geizer. base Hamidrash will be destroyed in Makayim. So the Scalina Rebbe asked, "What is that doing?" And Baruch Sharma with all the other beautiful things, and he's sitting in a prison. And he said, "I'm not leaving my desk, Hashem, until you give me the answer." And the next day, he got the answer, and he said, "Baruch Geizer, bless you, Hashem. Who you, you were geizer Holocaust. You were geizer everything that we're going through. But who Makayim, You kept us alive." Hmm. He said, I lost everything, but I'm alive. So where there's life, there's hope and potential. So we're sitting and we're reading all the terrible things that happened to Klayisro. After every single kin today, whether it was women eating their children, whether it was Reb Schwab talking about the six million, no matter what we were talking about, at the end of the kin I said, but we're still here. But we're still here. And that's right. the Yontas. And that's the focus. The Jewish nation are not—we are not victims, and we are survivors. And us
1: being here gives us this incredible ability to change things. That's the—that's the most inspiring thing of all, right? We get to be able to say, "It's all worth it." I mean, think about what it must feel like if we're the generation that brings Geula, for all the, my great grandparents that died for it. Like, think about what that must feel like. For I can only imagine what's going on in Shemaim every. Soldier that died. Every, every person, every program Looking at our generation and saying, "Don't you get it? Like you guys can do something.
12: Do it. Get across the winning yeah, What's yeah. the finish line. Come on, guys. Yeah. Like you're, you're push in, it a little more. You're in
1: America. Like stop it. You can do it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, can, I, I, saw, I think about like what are they thinking in Shemayim when they look down at us? Like. You know, like when you, when sometimes when you're when you're seeing like a race or you're seeing something and that person's about to give up, but you have a perspective and you're like, no, no, it's just two more feet, it's just two more feet. I know it's, I know. Just trust me, just get to the end. I wonder, like, what's the perspective of of Klal Yisrael that has gone through the worst just to keep us here? Every tear, every every time my grandparents had to like just stretch, and that stretch is the reason why they had kids, like. The entire Klal is sort of depending on us, depending on us and to the step future, up. Yeah, but
12: they don't have to go through any more suffering if we bring Mashiach now. We don't have to go through another two hundred years of this. So Who what, knows what two hundred years will be like? So, what can someone do? What, what What are the things
1: that somebody could could take practically? You know, sometimes I find that when I come out of a Tishabov above, like like a like a Yom Kippur, like you just you feel you're clean. You feel like you fasted through it. You feel like. You, you you cried it out. You, you know you you went through the, the ring and roll. You know it's, it's a different It's You're not davening. You're listening. You're learning. You're, but at the end of that, you're exhausted, and that exhaustion is like a good, clean exhaustion. And then I get this feeling, which is, oh come on, like what are you gonna do? Like do me a favor. Like please. You you you're okay. You'll you'll be a good Jew. You'll try a little hard. What is? How can somebody walk out with a sense of? This is what I gotta do. This is this is what I have to who I have to be when I when I'm here today between now and Rosh Hashanah. What should someone be thinking as to what they could do so this way this tish above doesn't get wasted. This the fast doesn't go away. And by, by Thursday afternoon, we're like, what fast? Oh, yeah, right. It's, yeah, like, by, sh- yeah, like, I got, I, I got, a, I got an email from somebody, which is a great email. And, and, and the one email was great. She wrote, you know, you, you go through Tisha above you're crying. And then, like, Nakhon, everyone's like, what? There was a Tisha above Like, what are you talking about? Like, Nakhon, people are like, they're all, like, in their space. Like, how does somebody hold on to that and walk out of here different?
12: So I, I, I did speak about this a lot. And, You know, there's a lot of people, Charlie, that I see a lot of people that are in pain. There are a lot of people in pain. Pain is a state of being. In pain, something hurts. Victim is a state of mind. Just because you're in pain doesn't mean you have to be a victim. Doesn't mean you have to be angry. I think what we need to change is our state of mind. Tisha B'av has to change our state of mind. State of being that we're in gallows right? That's what we're in. We're in pain. We're in gallows We have to change our state of mind. What does that mean? That means that we pick up our head and we look at what we're going through. And we make a decision in our head that I'm going to use my pain to help others, which I think the Chavaz Chaim Foundation spoke about a lot that I'm no longer going to be a victim and sit and be depressed, but I'm going to do something about it. It's not about getting revenge on the person who hurt me. That's God's job. That wastes a lot of energy. It's about, what am I going to do with this pain? How am I going to to use it to gain? Whatever I went through, I'm going to open up a place that's going to help people like that. just very short. I'm I'm not doing an advertisement at all, but... For the last five years, I've seen a lot of pain, specifically in the mental health world, many rehabs, many psych wards, many kids who have gone through a lot, a lot of trauma. We didn't have a place to send our girls that was Jewish. There were two places for boys, but there was no places for girls. I saw all this pain and many times questioned why an innocent 8-year-old, 12-year-old, 14-year-old were going through the things that they were going through. I said, Hashem, I don't understand why you you do what you do, and I understand that I don't understand, and I accept it. But we need a place for girls. Why are we sending our daughters to non-Jewish places across the world? We're sending sick Jewish children, and we're getting back, sometimes, healthy non-Jewish children with psychologies of liberalism and things that are totally anti-Yiddishkeit, where they're told that that Judaism is what caused them to be sick and that we're a cult. And I daven to Hashem and I said, we need a place for girls. And through my traveling, I found that specifically in, I'm not going to say it on the radio, but specifically abusive, we'll, we'll understand what that means, trauma where girls become anorexic and self-mutilating and suicidal, specifically girls with that trauma, there's a therapy called equine therapy through horses. I first saw it in Utah. I saw it then in Florida. I saw it in many places. Girls that I sent to these non-Jewish places because everyone passing them, that's what you need to do. Their lives are in danger. Four months after doing equine, all of a sudden they're on a horse. I came to visit them, the kid would not look at me, the kid would not talk to me, totally in depression, and she's on a horse, and it's, hi Rabbi Wallerstein, I'm like, is this the same, like, one I sent here? I don't understand, I have my own, my own swara that, Miriam came after the whole yamsuf and said, sus barach Rama bayam, that was her whole shira, so a woman is the sus, she's the the source and if you shoot the sus the rider goes down if you shoot the rider the horse keeps going so the women of Kleistro if they stay strong even if the rider goes down the house stays strong so maybe there's a connection that I don't know but anyway I saw that it was amazing and it worked amazingly so I went to start looking for ranches rehabs that we could buy and make into a Jewish rehab for five years I looked I could not find there was a house but there was no horses there was a horse and there was no it didn't work and i started you know i talked to god you talked to god charlie we like we we sort of have this little discussion with him sometimes and i said i don't get it it's not my kids it's your kids what are you doing it's five years i'm looking and i can't find it i sort of was a little bit upset you got to be able to talk to us six months ago i got a phone call just do it very short and i got a phone call this real estate agent he has a ranch in Bethel. Now, you know me, Charlie. I <laughs> said the word Bethel. I'm like, yeah, Yacobino had a dream. He woke up from the dream. I'm like, we hit it before I even saw it. I'm like, this is it. it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's not Egypt. You know, I'll take it. I come up there very fast. Come up there. It's 18 and a half acres it has an indoor arena, which I was looking to buy and build $2 million in another place, don't ask. It has an indoor arena and has a mansion. I never saw a house like this in my life. I walk into the house. The bathrooms have plastic on it. The kitchen is brand new. The things are not, you don't. Know, they don't even have the grills on it. I go through this house and I'm like, nobody lives here. The second house, I walk up to the house. This was non-Jewish people at a ranch. The house that they lived in while they were building the other house there's a mezuzah on the door i should have taken a picture to show you there's a mezuzah with a horse on it i tell the real estate agent why is there a mezuzah on this door the guy wasn't jewish he wasn't but his wife was his children are i'm like mezuzah on the door hashem you don't have to slap me upside my head wow i love this this place we went to i didn't wait i'm not even going to tell you the price that it cost it was it didn't make any sense. Nothing made any sense. The whole thing didn't make any sense, at all. That house was built. It took five years. Wow. While I was running around saying, "Tashem, what are you doing?" He was building the house.
1: I I think that the 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 power of this lesson. I know because we only have three minutes left in the show. It when I hear you tell this story, my first reaction is, "Well, you're a Wallerstein. That's never going to happen to me, <laughs> right? Like you're a Wallerstein, like." I'll never. In my, I don't know if I'll ever get like the story like this. But then I said to myself, "Hey, that's a cop out. Sure. That's a real cop out." I'm like you. I'm like this, everyone else. This is this is the lesson. You gotta want it. it that's the lesson. The lesson that I think that we end this show with, and this is the lesson that I think you're giving us right now, is the lesson of if you can think past yourself, you can think about somebody else, and you can want it For more them. For them. Them
12: want it for them, yeah, not for you. You're not involved in there yeah. at all. You that's, want the it for them. that's the whole thing. God delivers the
1: whole show that we've been talking about before you even got here. Was and this is the whole show. And, and you didn't know to tell the story, we didn't I, set this I, up. I, I'm sorry, but I wasn't listening. I was <laughs> it's okay, it's, I was okay. I it's okay. i was finishing the kiddos that it's okay. But else? Rabbi, you, you it, as Don't if upset. You, you, just, you, you, learn, you, 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 clu- you, this is exactly what we're talking about, right? right in. This is the entire show is about the concept of doing. And we built the show around the idea that everyone has a chesed Why they shouldn't do, you know what you got to do when you see a problem? Just sure. do something. And someone asked a great question. They said, "Well, what if you mess up?" And we spend part of the show cut, seeing clips from my Grossman didn't or my Rabbi friend. Did
12: Rabbi Noah Weinberg open eight yeshivas or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. So he didn't stop, was ten. It was he a tenth. Called himself a now.
1: failure. Yeah. And, and I mean what, that's
12: what inspires. That's what they're all about. Yeah. They're, inspire someone else. It's not about you. Yeah. If you really want to inspire someone else. Hashem will give you the kach. I just want to tell you one thing before you close. I think it's just a line that you need to know. And I think this is the whole the whole Tisha B'Av, a, a girl that went through crazy, crazy problems. She's all the way out in Yuccasville with no Jews in a rehab. She sent me an email. This is, I think, for everyone who's listening, this is the lesson of Tisha She sent me an email, an email a few weeks ago. And this is what she wrote. Sometimes when you're in the darkest place, and you think you're being buried you're really being planted
1: wow
12: <laughs> that's so good that's tishabov that's so good we're not being that's buried so we're being planted we're not victims. We're who planted mashiach we're this victims. is mashiach
1: and that's what it's all about and that's why we're here and for those that are tuning in thanks so much for the time that you spent with us today um and this is i think how we l- end a day like tishwab to Wallstein's point the day like a, it's almost like a yom kippur for all of us it's in terms of geula That when we realize that the real person that we're meant to be is beyond ourselves, it's thinking of somebody else, it's pushing past the comfort zone, it's having a little bit of a rut zone. To make someone's life better. To reach out because Yiddishkeit is so incredible and give to someone that they don't have. To reach out to someone who's in pain. To, to reach out to someone who's in your community who seems like they're okay and they need a, a Shabbos meal or a call. Or they're related to you because you gave birth to them. Or they gave birth to you and you're so busy changing the world that you forgot them. All of these things are,
12: are you talking just, about your kids? <laughs> oh, Who are they? Oh, shalom <laughs> right, oh, aleich. Right,
1: right, right.
12: This is my way of saying I'm sorry that I left all of Tisha figure that out. We,
1: we, was saying, we right. started this over the Shadow. to the right, wives. We, we thanked uh, our wives sh- sh- for watching. Thank the you, Esty, for everything. <laughs> Thank you and my
12: kids for putting up with me.
1: Yeah, And we should be zolch, all of us, this Tisha And as we're concluding, I want to ask you right now that's listening, don't let this go to waste. In your head, you have something that's been in your head for a long time that you know you want to do, and you need to like you need that little push. This is your push right here. This is it. Do it, and don't just till tilt Rosh Hashanah. Find the thing that you're gonna do, and hold on to it, and do it for somebody else. And what will happen is, whether you fail or you succeed, whether it's a bucket that you take to the river and nothing happens, or you're carving the grandson of the Vilna gain. don't matter. What matter is that we, we change ourselves in this way to become people who are meant to be and with that positive state of mind.
12: Right. Positive. You can do anything. You can do anything. You gotta come out of above that way. We're still here. And we After should be Zohar Zohar all next this we're, next we're still here. Survivors. We're survivors.
1: And we should be Zoka. Next year, to be able to do this show in your I'll be on you. the inside on the
12: Kayan. I don't know yeah. where you guys will be. Can you hook us up maybe? I'll we'll get us on the inside I, t- I promised you once I'll look. You, you up. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm going to
1: get in. I'm the inside school wall Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of this show. And may we, zo- may we be Zocha this year, each and every one of us, to achieve our own personal gu'ula of being the person that we're meant to be. And that will hopefully get all of us to let Hashem look down and say, you know what? Hiki it's time for gu'ula. May come soon in our days. Thank you for listening. May it come sooner days, Amen. Amen.
5: Thank
9: you, Shkoyah.
11: Mm-hmm.
9: כי יש השן יהיה
5: בשן ילחי
8: יחי חי חו
9: אז בהן ירצה
5: עיי ביני schäm'niat di ma wia tut koit bsoi gachtoi hei hei beni beni toi rossi aptsch ga i mit zwoi sai zoi li bet ho mini Miss Hashem, Sham